Welcome to, to the Unfiltered like Commentary Podcast. Oh, all right. All right. This is it. I see where this is going. I see where this is going. Mate, I'm not going to be part of this podcast for for throughout for, for the whole duration. So, you know, I've got to get my digs in while I can. I can yeah. see that I started recording. So, welcome to this week's podcast. Sorry, guys, that we're a bit late on this, um, on this week's un- un- <laughs> I can't even speak. But yeah, sorry for the late for the break on our um, unfiltered commentary podcast, guys. Someone went away. It was someone's birthday. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's been it's it's been three weeks, hasn't it? Has it been three weeks? A month, I think. It's been a month. It's been yeah, it's pretty much been a month since we've lost um, since we've lost on it. Because obviously, yeah, you went away, and then yeah. it's this, this. Yeah, this will be the fourth. Because I had Theo as well, didn't I? The week yeah. before, that was it. Yeah, okay. That was the, that was the one that we was originally supposed to have done it on, and yeah. then you went away, and now it's this week. Right. Okay. So. It is just being ramshacked, but yes, we Hi. are here. We we are here. Um, again, like I said, uh, apologies for the late delay. Um, my arrival here. See to Mal, both the league and to the public. Um, and so for the delay to the actual pods, because I think mainly it's like I know obviously your birthday, you were around in London, but obviously I had Theo, and that was just a week of um, that was just a hands on week. I and mean, then as soon as Theo left within like less than 24 hours, I was in a different country, so it was just it, yeah, got back quite late yesterday, it. and it's just been like. Next 24, less than 24 hours, I start work again. <laughs> it is actually crazy. Um, uh, I always do that. Huh? Yeah. Everybody going back to school for you? Uh, no, they, the students start on the 7th, so next week, Monday. So right now, I'm not even too sure what I'm doing. They've called me in a week early, and I believe it's something to do with um, COVID prep, recruitment, um, I've seen some emails about basically um, they're closing down courses because we haven't got enough students uh, applying. Yeah. So this now threatens reductions, people losing their jobs. And I was going to say, people, oh, that's sad. That. Yeah, so I don't know what I'm walking into tomorrow. Um, all I know is that I've got a meeting with my boss. we got to do a, a health assessment, a risk assessment and a debrief before I even start whatever I'm starting. Sure. I don't know. So we'll see, we'll see what the schools are saying. Um, I'm hearing a lot of stuff in regards to primary and secondary. With Obviously, I've been away for a week, but I've still been getting notifications on the news, and it seems like it's just a mess um, with my social distancing, um, things schools can do, can't do. There's no real clear guideline. I think the latest thing I heard was if someone in a year group, this is primary or secondary, say you're in year 10, if one person tests is positive, then the whole year group is out. Stop it. For, but what the, is rem- that? for the remainder of the year or for the term. I can't remember. But basically, if one person is connected to someone that's positive, it just sends the whole school into lockdown. But the sh- that makes no sense though because the whole school like fair that's gonna happen, obviously if it's mm. yeah. it's definitely gonna happen because of the fact of obviously the years and all that 
I don't know if they still do it now. And obviously, excuse the mask. I'm in a tattoo shop, so. Um, <laughs> but it's one of those. For, for me, it makes no sense. Like I remember, it used to be half and half. Like they split the year into two groups, weren't they? Yeah. So, but you know, for a fact, at some point or another, you're gonna cross over, and then at some point or another. You're going to be mixing halls with all the other years anyway. And the teachers are going to be mixing with those other students because they're going to be teaching those students. So it, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Listen, the whole thing doesn't make any sense because when this whole outbreak came out, they were adamant that young people were more immune to it. And, and it was more yeah. old, and elderly people and everything else. They said that kids are less likely to get it. And now during the peak of the lockdown, they're saying that actually young people are the ones spreading it because they don't show symptoms like older people do and that they need to be the ones that social distance and everything. So now concluding to where we are now, saying that although we know that young people are spreading it, they don't show symptoms, we're going to put them back into schools to spread it some more, not just to other kids from different hubs, but also to, t to teachers and other staff yeah. that have their own families. And it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. And this is, I'm sorry, go on. No, and this is why I'm, I don't know what I'm walking into. I haven't got any yeah. learners this week, but I mean, I saw the forms for the risk assessment and it's crazy. It's, and this is just my department. This is like my little building. Mm. Like, wow. I, I don't know what I'm walking into. I really don't. And I don't know what I'm going to walk into next week when we have learners from different buildings, different campuses coming over. And yeah, we have two campuses. So I don't know if they're going to separate. I don't know the ins and outs, what they've done. I don't know if they're going to keep one oh, building for, for something and then another yeah. building for something else. But it's, it's all a mess. And all I know That's is... Crazy. The, the, the most recent thing I heard was that if any one person ha is in contact or has been in contact with a positive COVID uh, person or individual, that it's just going to send the whole school into lockdown. Yeah, well, and the one thing that makes me laugh, and that's always made me laugh about COVID anyway, and I'm saying how the kids are fired. It's just not, you know, those little fuckers that are always the first ones spreading germs, mate, what you're talking about, they're fine. Yeah. They're yeah. running around giving germs out left, right, and said, it's always the, the youngest ones and the oldest ones that are the most vulnerable, or yeah. are the most vulnerable, so why, at a time when a pandemic is going around, that they're now not, like, the kids are, nah, they're, they're cool. Like, they, they, they can't catch that. The only thing that can catch them is kryptonite. Like, it makes no sense. Yeah. It makes, it, makes no sense. It makes no sense. Um... So for the next pod, I'll be able to tell you how at least my college has addressed this COVID situation. But mm. again, like I said, while I was away in Italy last week, every day I was getting notifications about something changing within the policy. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, from my managers, from BBC News and whatnot, like it's just been changing and I'm just like, bruv, like, what was, I know from, What was Italy like? It was beautiful. Like, for travel-wise and everything. Oh, for travel, like, oh, right. Obviously, yeah, I, I mean, like, <laughs> but for Europe at the start, yeah. what is it like over there, like, going out and obviously the people getting around and stuff like that now? So it is, 
you see how we say about the media spreading fear and panic? Mm. It's been exactly that. So don't get me wrong, I'm not going to downplay it. Italy was hit hard at the beginning of the pandemic. But what they failed to, um, what they failed to inform people of, it was a small part of North Italy that right, was not highly whole, affected. Right. Not the whole, a small part of North Italy. For whatever reason, I'm not too sure why. Yeah. Um, it could be a combination of the hospitals, the lack of beds. It was a lot of things. Yeah. But the North was hit hard. The South, not so much. Now, since the North has... Yeah, I was in the South. So Napoli is right by the bottom uh, bit of Italy. As soon as the North got a handle of the situation, where they stand on, let's like, see, the uh, quarantine list, they are, to- um, they are the bottom five of the quarantine list. As in, so where England is, England's the 11th or 12th. Yeah. And they're like the worst case um, quor- uh, that you have to quarantine. And above England, you've got places like Amsterdam, Jamaica and everything else because obviously the outbreaks and everything. Italy is right at the bottom. Like when we were, cons- when we were looking at doing our... Um, uh, we had to do like a health application to come back into England. We looked and saw where Italy was. That gets updated every day. And Italy's right at the bottom with Lithuania and, and other Eastern European countries. So the peak was in North Italy. And as soon as they got a handle of that problem, okay. they've been having less, less cases. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, it's still there. They have closed down. Um, I think they opened clubs uh, back in... Um, end of July and they closed the clubs beginning of August just before I flew out anyway but uh, everyone's wearing masks they have a curfew where basically you have to wear a mask between 6pm and 6am and then you have to wear a mask when you go into a building but on a day-to-day basis you don't have to it's mainly because their social life has um is more advanced than us in regards to yeah. gone back to normality. So it's compulsory at night because you they know yeah. that social distancing. Some people are going to be out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So you've got bars, you've got, you've got music in the bars and everything else, but the no nightclubs as right now, the nightclubs were open, but then mm. when the nightclubs were open for the first two weeks, this, there was a little spike. So they closed it straight away. Yeah. And so that's like the, obviously what they did in Manchester, isn't it? When they seen that spike. Yeah. Pretty much. Everywhere else, lockdown. Yeah. Okay, stayed lockdown. Sorry, continue. Sorry. But, My bad. <laughs> um, in terms of Italy, it's like everywhere you go, you have like hand sanitizers, you've got uh, people wearing masks, kids wearing masks. Like it's, it's very clean. Um, they're doing the utmost on their side to really keep it down. Mm. I, didn't feel, I didn't feel like I would catch it. If, if that makes any yeah. sense. Like walking around, yeah. I didn't feel like, oh, I'm at risk. Um, and it's a different lifestyle. It wasn't like, obviously I'm used to London. It, it wasn't like people were rushing. People were taking their time. Yeah, just, see, that's what, yeah. Takes me our time. That's, mm. I haven't been over there, but just to know. People, I've gone over there before and just of how they live there like that. What do they need to rush for? You don't, you've got not to rush for it. It's the same in London, though. What do you need to rush for? You, what you do, you're rushing to go to work. You're rushing to, to what? Mm. And so what? 
It's I'm wishing that. to get a tube. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Fuck. So dumb. <laughs> but I think, I think also, the, but even like we went, we went to the, like the beaches and the seasides. Social distance. Oh, yeah. Social hard, distance. Yes. Social distance. Like you didn't have what you saw in Britain where everyone was everyone rushing. Everyone was just like sat on top of each other. Didn't see it. Didn't, didn't see it. People just spread out. They had like, it was. So Italians have common sense then. <laughs> just the Brits that are a bit dumb. Three though. <laughs> yeah, well, there always is a downside to something. When you gain one thing, you lose something else, don't you? So. <laughs> but I mean, I'm good you... on I'm good on Italy for <laughs> for, <laughs> for a man with my complexion. It's not. I'll give it a miss. I mean, I heard that family, Lucas. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that family, yo, Lucas. I didn't say to anything the, uh, when he was I on the beach. Miss. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. That family say. did that. Oh, call right, 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 right. Sorry. Let's let's. He posted it. Then he was like, "I was like, whoa, he posted whoa, whoa. an Insta story when he was on the beach, and I was like, "Yo, you hear that family yeah. call you the N-word? Right. So even up to I this day, to, like check the video. <laughs> even up to this day, I can't hear it. I can't hear. Like when you sent me that message in my DMs, they, 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 they didn't say. It. I was just fucking with you. Just all right, me. cool. I was, I was like, really? Did they say that? Like I kept on looking at them, and I was just like, did you just, did you use the M words? Like, <laughs> like that. I said negra, negra. <laughs> I wouldn't know because my Italian is non-existent. So when mouth picked up on it, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm with, I'm with. Um, with Gaia and I'm like, yo, like, um, um, did, oh, she, is she what? She's become an asshole now. How do you say the N word in Italian? Is it the same? Is it like, I don't, I don't know. I, it's I just really like don't. saying the color black, it's negra. Is it negra? Yeah. I, I, I mean. Um, however, it's, it's spelt, it's spelt and pro- pronounced similarly to, um, Sorry, I've got something on I had a hair on my phone. It was really irritating. Me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's pronounced. It's felt like through what they use as the color over right. there. Because that's play. what the color is in black over there. I it's would the same have, with Spain and stuff like that, I think. I would have to um, really study the video to see if it was anything black in the background. Was, he just there said there he was taking the bit. He said that... It, he heard so he clearly. I just thought it was funny. It was funny him filming the, the beach and shit. I was like, yo, you hear that family? Uh, oh, look at that. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it, it, it was good. I mean, I think when I left England, it was um, 24 degrees, maybe pushing. It's been 30, minimum 35 through the whole trip time so at times it was 38 uh, to the point where when we were walking nice. on the sand my foot was hot like you had to run to the shade oh geez i hate it when you get hot foot from the sun there's nothing worse you're like oh yeah oh oh oh, oh, oh shit. <laughs> it was bad it was bad Not even worse. i thought it was just me being a tourist but even the italians they were jumping from shadow to shadow to shadow like just to get to oh, the water. yeah so um it was that hot. I and mean, when we came back, I didn't pack any jeans or anything. So when I've come back into the country yesterday to 14 Ooh, degrees, winds, yeah, yesterday is cold, man. It's windy as hell down here. I had goosebumps on my goosebumps. Let's put it that way. I was, it was cold. 
and obviously they're keeping the airport cold because they're saying that the uh, yeah the, the, the virus will help yeah so the virus doesn't spread in cold mm. so my legs were just like blisters um the only thing i will take from it i am a little bit darker yo man's gone caramel to like milk chocolate yes <laughs> now you won't be dark skin huh, huh? Uh, now you won't be it's cool to be dark skin now huh it always has been mate we aspire to be that way just say unfortunately our complexion didn't water people's standards my melanin only uh, my melanin only got me to a, a certain spot so <laughs> i have to go to hot countries to let the my melanin continue to do the to let the sun continue to do that work i i was i was shocked by how fast i tans we went to the beach on the first day on the tuesday and I was clearly a lot more darker by Wednesday, like within t- like a few hours of the beach, the sun's just different out there. Um, I was putting max 20, max 30 on me and um, I still got burnt. Um, wow. The t-shirt, now if I was to show you my arm right now, the, the t-shirt burn that I had before is not that bad. It's, it's kind of mixed. It's good. It's, it's, it's not. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Look at Matt laughing because he knows it was bad. It was really bad. I was like kind of light dark skinned and then it was proper like light lighty. Um, oh, sorry, I got two toned left, man. I've well, my feet never light. tan. My feet, because I never take my shoes off um, until I went to Italy, but my feet are always, they look white. So when you look at my body, if you ever see me barefoot, it's just like. <laughs> so white feet, yo. <laughs> I don't get my feet out. <laughs> Only time I get my feet out is if I have to like clip my toenails, sun, and even that. that is like. Sun. I need to. <laughs> I don't wear sandals like, either, so it's never like I don't like yeah. sandals. I, I don't like the teeth. No, I'm not a fan. Get your sliders out. But I don't I'm like beat. I don't like being on the beach either, so I, I'll never have a reason to wear sandals. So. Fair. This mask could have pain in the ass. Yeah. Gotta gotta do what you gotta do. Be so safe. Wash your hands. So wash your hands. So, so fill us in on Italy. Uh, on the real shit we want to know from Italy. How was yeah. that? Yeah. The unfiltered. Uh, the unfiltered. Uh, uh, how was it meeting the rent? Huh? How was it meeting the rent? We're doing this. We're doing this. <laughs> Pop, yeah, shake your hand like a little a bit too tight. Pop, shake your hand a little bit tight. Uh, right. Just like. You turn up to the podcast. Eyes, and like, 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 of course we're doing this. Of course we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, of course, motherfucker, we want to know. <laughs> all right, so let's put it this way. Um, I don't even know how to say it. So unlike uh, the past, um, when I left it, when I left to go to Italy, yeah. I come back yeah. the same way I left. Cool. Okay. That's um, good news. That's good so, news. Yeah. And... Um, and everything is still intact. Trying to remember how he left. <laughs> <laughs> Do I know what that is? Let's let's put it this way. I left. <laughs> 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 
I left uh, a certain way and I came back and I didn't lose any of my possessions. Um, all my possessions were there when I came High back. Five. Thank you, thank you. And if anything, I probably gained more possessions from my nice. stay. Nice. Um, That's all I want to hear. Yeah. So um, let's see what happens around Christmas. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Yeah. Mm, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Christmas, you know. Skips right. out on Halloween. It's gone straight to Christmas. <laughs> mm, interesting. That's a good point, actually. That, that 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 needs to be uh, sorted because um, obviously there's a certain birthday in October, and um, so yeah, there there's there is yeah. Halloween, and then there is Christmas. Mm. I mean, obviously, New Year's. It's peak. It's peak. It's peak right now. It's peak. Bonfire night as well. People do shit on bonfire. Oh. <laughs> you do what on bonfire night? I stay my ass indoors. What? Yeah, because you're American. We put guys, but we put a man on fire. That's what we do. We, we, we put guys on fire. Didn't we, didn't we blow up Parliament on... on um, yeah, Guy yeah. Fox blew up Parliament. That's why we celebrate. Yeah, I mean... That we, makes we, no we sense. We celebrate terrorism every, on November 5th. That's what, that's what November 5th is. We celebrate terrorism. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is a good point, actually. I never thought of it like that. It's true. I know. That's what it is. I, I never thought. Fox. I never thought of it like that, but actually, when you say it like that, it is actually celebrating terrorism. <laughs> um, it basically is. If you were to put that into days, if that American was to happen celebrate today, genocide on fucking Thanksgiving. That is, that is true. Oh. That is true. <laughs> y'all ain't y'all ain't alone in celebrating stupid every shit. Co- every country has got a stu- stupid shit that yeah. they celebrate. Ours is terrorism. Yeah. Yours is genocide. Um, I, you know. That's good. Ooh. I mean. I mean, yeah. I'm allowed that to segue over to one of the topics, which was the uh, politics of the UK versus the US. Um, okay. where, I w- where I was in Italy, there was a lot of um, uh, Marines from America that were stationed in Italy, uh, like what Navy people. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. A like... lot of um, Navy stationed in Italy and they've been stationed there for a year or two years. They've been, they'll be there for like three years max unless they get extended. So I met a lot of Americans, some from Texas, some from um, Seattle. And um, I met a, a guy called Carlos. Um, he was from the Philippines, but he had joined the US Navy I think he even went down the line to telling me like when he gave him his Filipino passport, they basically shredded it and basically said, nah, you're American now. And he's been with the, um, the USMV uh, Navy for... Rude, but... Um, he's been with like, the people I met have been with the Navy for over eight years and gone to different places and everything else. So the reason why I put in one of my topics is because obviously, as you can imagine, COVID, um, the election's coming up. And I was interested to find out where they stood on the whole thing because I want to just listen to what the news reports and everything else. You, you got to ask the people that live there, that serve the country and everything else. Yes. And I got some mixed responses. I was so baffled. Like, it was baffling. Mixed in one way, like mixed in how some people are in support of the government and some people aren't. 
Basically, yeah. I, I met people that were supportive. I, of, yeah. I met people that were supportive of Trump yeah, uh, yeah. and the administration. They I know, him. but it was weird to <laughs> weird to hear it because yeah. obviously what yeah. was what's going on, yeah. and then obviously we see it on TV, but the TV only portraits a certain thing. But there were certain things that we, when we had a discussion, we agreed on, and certain things that we just didn't. Like, if you ask certain Americans, they fully believe that the Obama, um, uh, I don't want to say Obama side, the Obama, what's, what's the word, Mal? Um, I, don't know. I don't know what you're going to say, so we don't oh, know. Yeah. Obama group, <laughs> when, uh, when Obama was in... Uh, was the president his, his tenure yeah yeah. yeah that they screwed up a lot of things behind the yeah, scenes yeah they did um they did right okay I know Obama I was, was no president uh, is. Huh? yeah it's, I, I said I know Obama wasn't I know Obama wasn't perfect no president is but I know that I no, know no president all is. the good things that he did there are some very detestable things the that only- he did um, exactly. That's the only thing for me with when it comes to sorry to cut in there with right. with the fact of Obama and everything is the fact of it's it's complexion. That's what that everyone goes on about for the fact of his skin color. One of yeah. the majority of those people that are, and it's one of those of like it's good, but mm. in the same breath, it's it is pretty much it, it's done the exact same thing as what every other president has done. Like, mm. but the one thing for me with with regards to him is to the ones that. There's always the ones that you think that are going to do that little bit better that end mm. up doing fucking up that little bit yeah. more and more worth. Like the only thing, and that's the one thing that I've always said with regards to Trump is the fact of the only reason of to why I suddenly respect him is the fact of everything that comes out of his mouth and says that he's going to do, he does it. No, I don't mean with like obviously everything. I mean the bullshit shit that he says, like all the racist and the prejudiced things that he that he projects and everything, is oh, is not deterred away from it. Do you know what I mean? They're the things that I'm talking about. As to where any other president, or even saying with um, prime ministers and stuff like people within that stuff, like it's one of those of where it's semi honest. It's not honest to admit that is a blatantly that he supports neo Nazis because as much as everyone can blatantly see it. Is obviously not gone. Yeah, but it's a case of where he's been, in my eyes, a bit more semi-honest because of mm. the fact that he doesn't speak. He hasn't got. He, he's not a. Pre, he's, he's not grew up in that lifestyle. Do you know what I mean? Mm. He's a troll. He's a is a is a real life troll, and that's that's one of those where, in some aspects, trolls as much as they troll you, there's some there's some truth into what they say. I understand, Shane, but I. I, I I'll find it and send it to you guys later because I can't remember. But there's a whole list of like stuff that he's lying on. Mm. Like, oh, like obviously talking about how, it's how much of this wall he's building and stuff like that. In like, politics? He, he's so full of shit. shit. He's so full of shit. He literally just makes stuff up as he goes along. No one's building that wall apart from himself, mate. Yeah. I, right. I, I, I think for me, it was more a case of obviously speaking. When I went to Seattle last year, it was last year, summer last year. Um, we spoke about politics, but I don't think the world was in the state that it was in. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking about summer last year. It was obviously Trump was still ahead of the ship, um, but it wasn't, 
if I'm comparing, I don't think it, the America's in a worse state than it was last year. Let's let's be frank. The um, whole world is. Yeah. yeah, the whole world is. So, so when I'm speaking to other people, and I, I agree with both of you, no president is perfect. No person in charge is perfect. And especially with American politics and UK politics, especially, you kind of, as bad as it sounds, you got to kind of make the bad of a, the good out of a bad situation, the best of a bad situation kind of thing. Um, and one thing what we did agree on, on certain things, um, like the whole Trump versus Biden, if I said his name right, um, people that were pro-Trump, did say and did admit, which was shocker, that if Biden was in charge of his ship, there would be less of a COVID problem. But in the long term, Biden wouldn't direct the country in the right place. Like they agreed that Biden the Filipinos. They agreed that Biden would be able that anyone else but Trump would be able to get a better handle on the current situation regarding yes. COVID. But what they don't agree with is that the net anyone else would be able to lead America to being great again. Those were the words that were being used. That, when was it ever great, that, though? That when was it ever great? It's really annoying to me. Like when you say make it great again, when? When? What when time period are you talking before about? Christopher Lum- like, before Christopher Columbus turned up and called it. That's that's the only. Yeah. The entire the entire country is just, nah, he's right. He's right. Yeah. The entire country is just built on same with England. It's just built on horrible, horrible shit. Sorry, sorry. Go on. I thought I was about to get roasted. Yeah. 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 Oh no no no! Say, like, I agree with him. I agree with him. It's from New York. Um, All right, it's yeah. just. <laughs> yeah. It's just. It's just built on a lot of bullshit and a lot of horrible it's, shit. So exactly, when you say make it, the country great was. again, you're not really talking about. There's no specific times that I can think of, apart mm. from like you said before, before America before was the Americas was founded. Before, yeah, like, the, you're talking about it. Before, exactly. Or your dream was like, oh yeah, this is now mine. Yeah. I, I it was like I said, it's it was it was works. it was a discussion that got brought up, and I I, I made a comment. Um, which I then got educated. Listen, I'm all for getting educated. I'm not an ignorant. I don't Absolutely. like to come across to mm. be an ignorant person. Like mm. I said my opinion. I did say this is my opinion um, and X, Y, and Z. And I hope I don't uh, offend anyone. But I was like, I feel like the country, I'm waiting for Michelle Obama to be the first female president. These are the words that left my mouth. And this is when I was then educated. Huh? One, I don't think it. she wants it. And two, I don't she don't want it. She doesn't want to be a part of that lifestyle. And I know, I know, office. but I but feel like she she would be if she was to run. I reckon she would get. And the reason why I say this is because from beginning of Obama's uh, presidency, he um, she has always been. Even though she was the first lady, she's always been in, involved in her own way, and yeah. she has the respect and the support of females and the young people. And they are a big portion, in my opinion, they are a big portion of um, 
votes and candidacy and everything else. Like she is like as much as she's hated, most probably she is loved by a very big crowd. I and mean, then obviously she's got the black support and everything else and probably the Hispanic, but she seems from my opinion, seems to really care for the next generation, the youth and everything mm. else. When I listened to her speeches, I remember I kind of based a, uh, a assignment based on her speech when it was talking about global warming and the young people and everything else. Like, I'm, I'm hoping like she, she's true to her word, but like, it's very motivational. And I, when I listen to her, I feel like I can be more than I think I could be. Like, mm. it motivates me. She has a way of her words. And like, I look at other previous first ladies, you see them, you may hear a little bit of it like them and because i want a partnership that's why that's where you can see the difference in there in relationships between the presidents and the wives is the fact of obama and michelle had a partnership right. they haven't got a marriage the marriages their partnership they're together mm. they've grown together they've they excel together that's what they do as the family you can see and that's where you can see the difference between them their relationship between ex-presidents and the relationship with their wives the wives were just there to be seen and not heard do you I know am. what i mean and as well as obviously that ain't gonna wash from michelle michelle ain't doing that don't be daft. but when you talk about america as a whole and you talk about families and everything else wouldn't it for me in my head i'm like wouldn't it now wouldn't it make sense to go with the approach of a like go with a family approach if you're talking about america as a whole if you're talking about it as no, a united you, you just, think, but we're British. Yeah, you have to look at the... <laughs> That's a very um, British way of thinking. That the majority does. of how America is thinking. So if, mm. and like, I like Michelle Obama, and I'd, if she was to ever run, I'd probably... Obviously, I'd have to see whatever she was running on, but I'd probably be in support. Someone who I've really wanted to run, but she's not of the age to yet, because you have to be 35, is AOC, um, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, the youngest, youngest woman ever working like she's 30 years old now i think five years no yes. not michelle she, obama she, oh. no i'm say, talking about say, alexandra ocasio cortez right so she took office uh, at 29 AOC. so she's the youngest woman ever to serve in u.s congress she's 30 now um you have to be 35 to run for president i'd like to see um when she's of age yeah, like, so. she's someone that's intelligent represents the youth and if you ever just watch how she can take down people. Oh, it, mate. It's crazy. It's calculated. It's calm. It's so direct. It's, it's beautiful to watch. So she just literally, you just see I'm it get just broken pieces. down yeah. in pieces. Just literally. I'm looking at, just like, breaks I'm them down. Right. Yeah. You're going to have to, yeah. afterwards, you're going to have to send me that name because I always see things on um, social media. You definitely, you're, I'm, yeah, I'm you're sure definitely I remember definitely. her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just don't, I would need to just put a face to it because I've seen, especially in this, uh, the, the most recent uh, six months to a year, I've seen a lot of females in, in high positions mm -hmm. really taking, like really breaking down walls uh, mm -hmm. within yeah. the American system. And I lose track because and, and I'm all for um, obviously pro female and everything else, but I lose track of what females are doing what and 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 everything else. But yeah, I'm sure I've, I have seen her on social media, um, and like you said, if she were 
definitely seen it on them. Um, mm. She if she's involved in Congress and everything else, and she's so young as well. And she went on to RuPaul's Drag Race. She ended up judging on that, and I was like, Yo, what? I've never known. Yeah, she a politician on RuPaul's Drag Race as a judge. And Jesus and Meryl like, as well. She, she's, she's awesome. She's just an awesome person. Wow. Okay, this is a female that's not like I didn't realize she was like <laughs> she needs to be on my radar because I I need to educate myself in regards to that because I'm not aware. Yeah. So I could heard a bit about her um, before I'd seen her on RuPaul's Drag Race. And then when I seen her on there, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Wow. No, she is. Um, But yeah, I mean, the reason why I said UK versus the US uh, politics is because we have this, um, this way of always, we are always influenced. The UK is always influenced by the US politics. Whatever so happens, much is so annoying. Uh, whatever happens in America ricochets within England. Whether it's um, Tony Blair and George Bush was the worst prime example ever. I've never seen a, a bleeding prime minister do such a U-turn and go up someone's ass so much. It was it was disgusting. It was horrible to watch. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's just a prime example. But we we have definitely we have such a relationship with america that's so integrated that whatever happens in america there is some sort of effect that happens in england not completely a hundred percent but there is always a knock-on effect whether it's a industry whether it's music whether it's politics whether it's just um regulation lifestyle like it always has an effect so i mean although it's american politics this is why I was speaking to the Americans and trying to understand because whatever happens, whoever's in charge and whatever their beliefs and their, their goals and views and everything, it will impact us in some way, shape or form. 100%. So I, I feel like I need to be... The new puppeteering now, so... I need to be aware of what's going on outside my country in terms of the political side and what's going on inside. I mean, Almost definitely. So, I mean, we already know... We had a discussion um, earlier on about just the schools, but we could go on for ages about the uh, just our government as a whole currently is just it's crazy. Like from the last couple, the last couple of weeks and the last couple of videos that I've seen, it was a woman that I posted on, on um, Facebook to say that she was going to. She caught that I think <laughs> they misconstrued it because of the fact of the word community walk. And she's put, basically, she was just putting out there for people within her community that to go for walk, you can still go for walks, making sure you exercise, blah, 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 blah. Please turn up at a door. The police oh, wow. turned up at a door, three police officers, then another car came, and then another car came to ask oh, wow. about this Facebook post. Wow. wow. To ask about Facebook. She was like, she spoke to him through a window, and she was like, I'm not opening my door. You don't need to. She was like... What, she was like, I haven't, because in her right, there was, she was like, what are you here for? And he was like, it's regards to a Facebook post. And she was like, a Facebook post. How have you got my details? I'm not on the system. Like, none of my details are like there on the system. And I think it was only for the fact of, she, I think she had like um, a DUI or something daft like that a few years back. And they pulled it as something to where she basically was in the system on the police. And then they've clocked her name. So obviously they're looking at Facebook, found her on the system and gone to her house. Why are you organising community walks with a group of people? 
Wow. Free police cars. Oh, Free police nice. cars. To ask one woman, like she and she was literally about to go out with a baby in a pushchair to go to go out. She was like, there was three police officers there, and then as they was going through the conversation. You see another police car drive past, and she was like, "Is that also for me?" And then because she's like basically got like this big glass house, so you can see him on the other side of the window that that was basically for her. And then just as the three police officers were going to leave, another one turned up Mm-mm. for a Facebook post. For her to, she was like, no, I said people within my community still go for your walk. She was like, these people, she was like, I haven't organised the walk. I haven't mm-hmm. turned around and said, oh, yeah, a group of people, let's meet up at set time and all go for a walk. I'm just saying, you're still well within your rights to exercise and go and make sure that you walk. I'm looking out for my community and that's what you're supposed to do. Uh, that's, <laughs> that is like, crazy. That's mad. Uh, I think... I think, like you said, if, if you have people connected to different countries, you will see different feeds of information of what is currently going on. Um, and maybe that's the problem that I don't have. I have maybe one or two friends in Canada, but I don't, if they don't post, I won't see their feeds. Yeah. And that I think I'm, I'm starting to realize, unless I follow a group, I'm guessing, I wouldn't yeah. see them kind of feeds. It really depends on your friends and what they post. Yeah, I follow. Yeah, I, I, I do follow a lot of group things on Instagram as well that share things also. Mm. But with that one, because when she turned around and asked him what was the reason for three police officers turning up at a door, his response was, "There's two in the cat, and uh, one. There's always an extra one for safety." She was like, "What you've just made? Oh, in fact, actually, I'm lying. The three police cars was because of the fact of the two that turned up, and so then yeah, so then therefore four that turned up because." There was two police officers in one car and another police officer in the second car. So then the third car turned up, the third car had popped up. And then as them police officers were leaving, another one came to literally four cars came. And their response was that the need three police officers there was for safety. Well, there's two of yours. So you've got two of yours there. So what for one person for, to check up about a Facebook post, what you ask about your safety for when you're knocking on someone's door about a Facebook post. Listen, we, 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 I hear what you're saying and we see it all the time in England when like there is a police officer and he's approaching either a young individual or whatnot and then next thing you know, like you've been in London quite recently, bully van, bully van, this, like oh, it's right. just like Remember next thing you know, you've got people. Yeah, I'm back in Cheetah Mill. I haven't seen that many in Cheetah Mill recently. It, it, it's, it's just crazy how like... They, they claim the police are like they're underpaid and they're, they're, they, their resources are really strained and everything else. And when there's a little disturbance or a misunderstanding, or actually where there's been nothing, where a person's just left their house <clears throat> and apparently they're breaching something, there's no evidence to suggest otherwise. And you have like two bully bands and, and another police car on its ways and sirens and everything else. Like it is crazy. And then yet you, yet you claim that you cry from it. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's crazy to me as well because if I had lived a different lifestyle, growing up as a child, uh, as a kid, I wanted to work in the police force. That's the most like mind-boggling thing. I don't know if I told you this. Like I always wanted to be a detective. Detective. Definitely, I, definitely would have got died, killed on the job, mate. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. wow. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. <laughs> you would have you you lost it too. I don't even think it would have been a, oh a perfect God. one for the police. I killed you themselves. <laughs> wow. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I never said no, don't include me in that shit. I didn't say that. I didn't you didn't say, say anything. That. That's all <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my shit. I grew up on like James Bond. I grew up on uh, Columbo um, and all these kind of detectives. Yeah. Um, So I I wanted to become a detective for the longest time. Get watching. Go look up when you when we finish this podcast. Look up Columbo and watch his all all his old ass um, TV programs with his long ass Mac. My Um, man was. yeah, <laughs> I've got the I've got the box set. It's, it's it's literally like that's what I grew up. Have you? Yeah, Columbo is timeless, timeless uh, with his little squid guy. Yeah, it's like that's that's why I wanted I wanted to solve murders and everything else. And then I had unfortunately a experience with um, racism in the police force, like some something so innocent. Like I th- I'm sure Mal already knows this story. Where basically to cut a long story very very short. I left my mum's, went to the barbershop. Um, when I got into the barbershop, two police officers came in. They pulled in a lady, um, oh, quite a mature lady in her 40s, and said, which ones? This, this is what he said, which ones? And she pointed at me and pointed at another boy that was getting his hair cut in the chair. Next thing you know, I'm getting arrested, arms around my back. I'm not even too sure what's going on. They're not explaining anything. They take us to the police station. We um, we go get printed and everything else. And uh, while we're doing this whole thing, and I'm against it, while we're doing this whole thing, um, they're Wait. telling us... They fingerprinted you and took you down to that and you was no, I'm saying they, pit, they, they, they handcuffed us, put us in the car, drove us to the police station, which was only like two minutes away. They hadn't explained what we'd been arrested for or anything else. They wouldn't, when we got to the police station, they started processing us and like taking our details and everything else. They didn't know our names. I know, I know it was bad. This was years ago. And this was when uh, 15, 16, so over 10 years ago. um, Because I was still in high school. It's like, yeah, 16, 17, one or two. But um, so basically when we got to the police station, they're processing, as they're processing, they're telling us that there was a a crime that was committed. A lady's bag had been robbed and we fitted the description. That's not what happened. That's not what happened when I, obviously, I I said to him, listen, phone my mum. This is my mum's details. She will prove I have yeah, literally yeah. left home and gone to the barbershop, this, that, and the other. Didn't listen to it at all, okay? So they were saying that basically in broad daylight, uh, two gentlemen that looked like us, um, we met the description of someone yeah. that's robbed this lady. Bear it in oh, mind that they brought this lady into a black barbershop, and this is in yeah, Kent, and at the time... There wasn't that many black people in Kent. So the fact that we had a black barbershop at the time, uh, uh, it's like, all right. All of them, they all look alike. Yeah, well, he, they basically said word for word, he said, which ones? And she just pointed. Could have pointed at anyone. You know what I mean? She just happened to point at me and point at one guy at the chair. I don't know how long she was looking. I had my headphones in at the time because I was just in the barbershop, you know, waiting to get trimmed. That kind of process. So... um 
like I said, skipping a bit, but basically they wouldn't, they wouldn't contact my mum. They put us in the cell. They took our fingerprints and swabs and everything else. Tried to uh, call, um, resist. But again, I, at, the t- at that time, I'd never experienced the police. I've never been in trouble with the police. I didn't know my rights at the time and everything else. Like, I didn't know what was going on. I'm, I'm, I've just come out to get a haircut. Simple. We were in a cell for eight hours. What? And you was 15? Fifth, uh, I must have been 15, uh, 15, 16 or 17, all right? Didn't contact my parents, didn't, didn't do anything else. Eight hours in the cell. When I come out of the cell, it's completely dark. They release us and, and, and basically they said they made a mistake. Our they bad. caught it. They, Sorry, they caught, you fit a random description. You know what the description was? The funny like It's not even funny. No. <laughs> well, this is the thing. They were, the, the, the suspects were wearing um, hooded, uh, hooded gear. I wasn't wearing hooded gear. You taking the piss? No. It right, also later came. It also later came to light that the two individuals that were um, that had committed the crime were white. From that moment, my 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 whole that's when everything just changed for me. I got home to my mum. My mum's worried. She's been trying to contact me. What's been going on? Everything else. I told her the story. She didn't believe me. She didn't believe me. She went to Wait, the police what? station and oh, right. gave... No, she didn't, she didn't believe the words that were coming out of my mouth for what had happened. Yeah. I told her. She went to the police station. Uh, I remember just being in the car for part of it, out at, at other parts, and my mum just going in. I'm sure she did something. I'm, I'm not too sure. I was still in shock. I didn't know what had happened. I was in a cell. I'd never been in trouble with the police before. I was in a like a shabby cell, not knowing what I was doing, didn't get phones, didn't get a phone call, like, boom. You basically didn't do everything that they're supposed to do. No. And I'm now in the system because obviously when they take your DNA and everything, they oh, don't so destroy it. forever in the system. I'm always in Yo. the system. That's what. I, I didn't, uh, you know what I mean? So that's just complete change. So I've had like, from that experience, my whole aspect on, on racism within the system, racism within the police force, completely changed. And I was, I, yeah, it completely changed. And the funny mm-hmm. thing is, growing up, my uncle would always tell me, listen, don't go into the police force. Um, it's a lot of racism, this, that, and the other. And obviously, because I've always grown up in a white-dominated area, I've never really, I never really grasped racism. I'd seen it. He was always the token. Pretty much. Oh, in in majority of my groups with uh, a lot of my white counterparts, I'm always the token black guy. I'm probably one. This is the one thing of work, because I grew up when I was younger in a white predominantly area myself. And then it's only when I got to college of where you see it and you can see the people, you can see either the black people or people of different ethnicities that mm. grew up in, in white predominantly areas because there will always be a load of white people and then one black person, one Chinese person, one Asian person <laughs> until they go to uni or something and it may expand to two. Yeah, so I've, that's, that's always been the case, even with my closest friends that I've known since primary school that I still speak to now. 
in our group, in our circle, I'm the only black person. I'm the only Mm -hmm. black person. And when there's been other black people around, they've been through me, whether it be my family, whether it be my friends, but they've come through me. So it's... It ain't coming from them. They've got you. It ain't coming from them. They've got you. The thing is, I know you've, like... Uh, how do I support it? Um, basically, say it. Just like, say it, you, you might not have experienced, like, felt racism, but racism was definitely there. If you think back, and trust me, I've been in the same situation. When I was, when I moved to England, I was forced to go to school mainly around white people and stuff like that. And they make comments and little, and little fucking things like that, that you don't realize at that young age is racist or offensive or whatever. And then you get older. And you realize just how much bullshit was going on. I'm sure if you think back, that there was there was some red flags popping up when you was younger from little things that they may have said that you didn't realize maybe in that moment was racist or offensive. But yeah, like stuff like that happens. And I I think about like I remember you telling me that story, and I always think about how easy that shit could have got so much worse. What's to say you resisted? And 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 they they decided to get really physical with you, and you they hurt exactly. you. Exactly. All over well, a mistaken identity. When you start saying that. That's how mm. easy that shit can happen for us. And it's uh, bullshit. It's so true. Uh, and it's, it and, me mad every time I hear it. Yeah, it, mm. it, was, it, was, it was embarrassing for me at the time because obviously, like I said, there wasn't that many black people in, in that part of Kent. It's an embarrassing situation just to be put it's, in. It anyway. was embarrassing because it was in the middle of the town centre. So like, yeah. I was already well known because I'm, I'm one of the few black people at the time there. Mm. And people whether it be students in my same year group or other families, neighbors, whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lucas got arrested. Lucas got arrested. Exactly. Like, it was in broad daylight. There was, no, there, was, there was no discreetness. So I had that image um, portray like tw- between neighbors and friends and everything else. Like it was a small town. If, if, even if I didn't go to the same school, I would people hear about know. other people in different schools that's that's how close of a community this place is called Sittingbourne. like the name of the town just tells you it's a it's a town <laughs> Sittingbourne. Sittingbourne. that that is the name there's no shortening that you can't call it sit i think we call it the board yeah. like you know the board <laughs> you're always trying to style that shit out the board fuck out of here the board <laughs> Y'all thought y'all was fly with that shit. <laughs> the board. Oh, bless you. So, you know, like, it was well known what had happened. And it, it, I, I guess in a way I kind of blocked it out. Like, that's, I know that for me, that's when my eyes were opened. Mm-hmm. And since then, they have been continuously opening. Um, you know, the sad thing about it mm. is the fact that you know for a fact that you'll, you'll still have some people that will talk about that story. Yeah. yeah, and still go on that like you actually did it. Yeah, irrespective of like, oh, well, he still got arrested, so he must have done something. Right. Still, it, it's it's crazy, and this and that's that's that that was that. But like, um, going back to what we were saying about like obviously the police and how things uh, escalated in in Australia, but like the, it's it's everywhere, and it's been going on for time. Like this was back what early 2000s must have been because obviously my age range i'm saying about 15 to 17 um so there you go but this is from our kid from our parents was kids it's been there Mm. 
Exactly. And I never thought that I would experience it because, like I said, it, was, it wasn't like London. Kent was, uh, Sittingbourne's never been like London. I'm thinking to myself, no, this is a tight community. Like when you, when normally when you see the police in the street in Kent, they just say hello. Like, you say hello, members of the public nice. and everything else. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a different vibe than That sounds London. nice. I wonder what that's like. <laughs> yeah, right? That's, hey, that's what I thought. Listen, I was, I was your friendly neighborhood black guy, you know? Like, that was, that was Lucas. Yeah, until something went missing. Yep. Then you, you suspect number one. <laughs> you, you know who, though? Oh, it's got to be you. I'm tired of hearing that bullshit. Button. You fit the description. <laughs> like, like I said that time that I got searched by my brother's school and I fit. Oh, they yeah? When it was five white boys, the description of a bunch of white kids. I like yours. Bullshit. Uh, It happens. It shouldn't happen. I mean, it's crazy how it was like you fit the description, but it wasn't the description that was given to the officers, and then they looked, they investigated, they brought the victim into the barbershop. Or maybe it wasn't a victim. I don't know who that lady was. It could have been a bystander or what, but brought whether it the bystander or the victim into a black barbershop where all you're going to find is black people because it's a black barbershop. And just basically said, which one? Which one? That was the only words I heard come out. You are just very lucky that that you're a British citizen and that happened in in the UK because literally... that just sounds like a UK version of the Cleve Fowler story. Literally. Just 100%. Every time you keep on saying it, that's all I keep on thinking about. Because yeah. that's literally what that was about a, about a fucking backpack that he didn't rob. And then yeah. you're in Rikers Island. It's the same age group. Yeah. That's it. It was. So yeah, that, that all came out. I'm not. Like when I speak to my mum about it, she doesn't want to talk about it. Like that's. The, she just. She's blocked that out. There was a that period just got blocked out. I know that she went in on the police and my mom's one of these people when if you piss her off, trust me, she goes in. But um, yeah, man, uh, police, uh, not just in England, not just in America, but police everywhere. I feel like you guys look, need look to at, just... Look at recently, that brings us to recently, <laughs> Jacob Blake. Blake. Yeah. Jacob Blake. That old... Yeah. Someone put a description. Someone turned around and said um, it was a meme. Now flip the script and class that and and see that as a as an old white man going to going to make sure his grandkids are all right in the car and see that happen and see what the response would be. And I think someone was someone commented underneath going, "Oh, but the road, so you can't compare." I I listen this um, with the Jacob Blake right uh, like I mean. Now, let's put some context to it for anyone that doesn't know, because apparently there's there's people in America that apparently haven't seen, like higher up people that haven't seen the video. Mind boggling. Um, Jacob Blake, um, there was a video posted up of a gentleman by the name of Jacob Blake, who was in the video, correct me if I'm wrong, was walking away from the police. I wasn't saying strolling, not running, walking yeah. away from the Calmly police. Calmly walking back to his car. Where Thank you. That's the way to put it. Calmly walking away from the police to his car. Um, nothing threatening, no threatening behavior, no threatening body language. Um, 
nothing that you can be seen that he had any kind of dangerous object or firearm on him, made his way to the police car and to his personal car vehicle, which he had, was it two of his children or three of his children? Uh, I can't remember exactly, but his kid, I just remember his kids were in the car. His kids, his young, his young kids were in the car. Um, police were following behind and they appear to be calling or trying to interact with this gentleman um, verbally. The gentleman opens his car door and again, he's not rushing. He is peacefully opening his car door, putting one leg in, hopping in just as you would normally hop into your vehicle on a normal day. And as he has gone to, as insert himself in the car and he's gone to shut the door as you would before you drive off, a police officer has either held or opened the door and obviously he's continued to speak verbally. You can't really make out what he's saying uh, on the video, but between in the flinch of one second of him opening a door, okay, coming face to face with a guy and opening the door, seven bullets in his back. Literally less than one second from time that the police officer put his hand on the door and was either pulling it open or, uh, yeah, pulling it open. He had hand on the door, like left hand on the door, right hand on his gun, and seven bullets in front of this uh, guy. I just looked, it was three children seen in the back seat of this car. Now, I, for me personally, I've, I, I've seen, I had to take a little break when, I, when, when this hit because the comments of other people on social media was just horrendous. Um, people saying that it was justified, people saying making up like claims that he had a knife, even though there was no knife found. There was no yeah, knife. He did have a knife in the car. But he did he have was, a knife in the car. He did, but he wasn't he didn't have it in his hand. It was like in the side door or something. Right. Okay. He, he never had it in his hand. Like right. any but there was a knife in the car, uh, I believe. I believe afterwards he said that he had a knife in the car, but he was never going for his knife. He just had the knife in the car. And I and when they shot him, I believe they were heard saying drop the knife, but he didn't have, like, witnesses have said that they never saw a knife in his hand or anything like that. Right. Like, and so, even still, man, like, I, sorry to cut you off. I just I just nah. get really mad whenever whenever shit like this happens. Like I I unfortunately had to I unfortunately had to see this first thing in the morning when I woke up, which fucked me up. Um, hey, Alika's back. We're just talking about the Jacob Blake situation. Yeah, uh, first first thing first thing off of waking up, I had to see this, which fucked my whole day up. Um, and I just, I just keep hearing people say, oh, you know, if he would just to comply or, you know, if he didn't have the knife in his car. Meanwhile, a day or two days later, whatever, that 17-year-old, 17-year-old white kid drives from another state, drives from another state with an AR-15 and fucking murders two people. Yeah. 
fucking bullshit. Claiming that claiming he was defending property. You live in another state. You don't even own that property. What the fuck is you talking about? Mm-hmm. Claiming and murders two people and gets to walk past the police with an AR-15. I just but, but to... it's only threatening when it's one of us, though, right? It's only threatening when it's somebody who looks like us that's just walking calmly to our car. It's only it's only worth threatening when we're just pleading for our fucking lives and asking what the fuck did we do wrong? Mm. Fucking it fucking hurts, man. It hurts. Mm. It hurts like it's one of my own family members. Every time I see, I have to watch one of these videos of another black man being murdered for nothing. Mm. The one thing that I've seen, I've not really seen so much of the people saying comply as much. Because to be fair, I think with this one, I took a couple of days before I seen it. Like I'd heard about it, mm. but I didn't watch it or, or read into it at, straight away at that time because I wasn't in the right headspace to do so. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't want to put myself in that frame of mind, but in the same breath, what a lot of things of what I was seeing was people saying um, how it's a case of they don't want to, how people shouldn't be sharing it because they need to I think agree. about what other out because other black agree. people shouldn't be seeing it and like obviously it's, it's trauma, it's man. Hurtful and stuff. Like that. I, say, it is. It's true that you don't want because of the fact of it's one of those of where I think this they turned around and said how. Why is it always when it's black on black on um, black crime or black police um, police brutality towards black people, and when it's shown, why aren't you showing when it's white on white crime, and or when you're showing like police brutality to when it happens to people? Why is it always when it happens to us? Is it constantly, 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 constantly getting shown? We know police brutality happens a lot. We know that it happens to, but it's one of those where it's like enough is enough mm. now. But you still, they still need to get shown in an aspect. You know what I mean? Yeah. That sensitivity thing should always be there. Should always be covered in my eyes. They're not always. I think with things like that, for the fact of because it pisses me off for the fact of Instagram, Facebook, all social medias will allow pictures of us being brutalized and murdered. But as soon as someone maybe flashes a nipple, mm. it takes down. You're allowed paedophilia plastered everywhere going on about fucking child trafficking everything doesn't get taken down. But yet you slip it up. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's mm. it's and again of what you was going back to what you were saying before with regards to Italy of how the media portray it and how they want to portray yeah. the um, the story and while they want society to what they want society to feed into. I, uh, it's uh, this this one Similar to Mal, probably similar to yourself, when when the Jacob Blake came out, um, I couldn't, I I saw the video, I had to take a break. I then watched yeah. the video again, and, and it was like I had to do it in bite sides. I still haven't... I haven't watched it all fully. No, I, I've watched it all fully. I still am processing the George Floyd and the ripple effect. Elijah. Yeah. Elijah. And, go, and go, yeah. mate, I'm, I'm still I'm processing. I think I, pro- I, this point. I think, I think, bef- I, said, again, uh, I think Mal said you, there's a name every two weeks. Yeah. I've got his picture. I've got his picture. It literally like, oh, I, I think most recent person I posted, which is actually not even in America, it's actually an island of uh, Noah. I saw, you, po- I saw you post that. I yeah. Saw you post that. Mate, 
Exactly. That was that. Was, that was, I'm I'm still processing yeah, little things closer to home. So when the Jacob Blake happened, I watched it, but I had to pause because I was overwhelmed. Yeah. I've, I I was just processing a little kid by the name of Noah. And that well, was, that was, that's been, that's recent, but not recent in regards to it's happened in the last month or two. And it's like, yeah. they, they made, they treated it. The Irish police have treated it like an open closed case and evidence is coming out and they're not looking into it. The mother of the child is pleading for the case to be open because they've Call just- Call the police turning around and telling communities to and, back up. And, so I'm processing that. So when the Jacob, uh, Jacob Blake thing came out, I'm not going to lie. I watched the video, but I still haven't been able to fully process it because one or two things. One, the comments that I see people make, make me feel so dead inside, more dead than I feel already. Two, it's just, a, a, it, it, it's, it's just like a reoccurring thing that's happening yeah. and free similar to what jamal just said i'm not going to be surprised in next week or the week after whether it's going to be another name no. i'm going to remember and i still haven't processed no nope. uh, i haven't processed jacob blake i have but I, I i'm still processing so as i said like my heart hurts not even just thinking that elijah it fully fully broke me yeah I think there was two actually. There was then what the the two I need to know their names actually. I need to I need to find out what their names are. And two white kids that got murdered, literally brutal. Oh, it was disgusting. Like mm. I've never I've never paused. Like in fact, yeah, I I absolutely I love gore and stuff like that. All my films, brutal violence. I, like I'm down for it. Do you know what I mean? But to, I've never I've never seen something on video in real life that fully traumatize me mm. like that video of those two boys that got they literally got screwed they're walking down the hall got so, so soon as they've turned the corner they've got police shouting at them with guns in the face screaming at them telling them to get on the floor if they don't listen to them they're dead if they move <laughs> and they don't if they if they move and they haven't been supposed to move mm. they're gonna get bullets in them they basically listen to everything that they said and still got sprayed Still, still, so, and I think that was in around the same time of when the whole George, the George Floyd, Elijah, and everything was going on with it as well. But those two, <coughs> although they're all bad anyway, but it's for the fact of how it how it's happened anyway. They're all similar, but now them them two fuller traumatized yeah. me, traumatized me, uh, and. Uh... It was, it was, it was, it was a lot. Like that one, and as I said, like from um, the Elijah one, for the fact of he's he's doing what what he normally would do anyway. Yeah. Just walk into the shop, and he's doing it. Just, what everyone's now got to wear a mask. It's cold, so he's going to wear a balaclava. He's extra cold because of his issues that he has. What? I no, it's it's a lot. I. I yeah, I, I I really don't. Yeah, I, I I really don't know what else more to say. Um, the Jacob Blake, I rest in peace. His family, rest in peace. His children. Jacob, Jacob because, Blake's not dead. 
It's, it's sorry, not no. dead. Oh, sorry, you're survive. right. You're right. Sorry, he's paralyzed. He's paralyzed. He's paralyzed. Sorry, this. Sorry, you know what? I, I apologize, but still, um, condolences to his family. Condolences. I really do pray for his children. I don't know the age of his children. But the, they're going to be traumatized for life for the fact that they've seen that happen to their father in the back of the fucking car. Yeah. They're going to, they're never going to trust the police. And this is the one thing that I think the, the police and people don't realize is that when this happens around small children, that you expect then the police to them to go to the police and trust. How how are they supposed to trust someone when they've just seen him? You've just seen him shoot the dad. You've just seen him shoot the friend. You've just seen him shoot. How? How are they supposed to then grow up trusting that you're supposed to be, you're supposedly supposed to protect them? Black trauma isn't recognized the way that it is for everyone else. It really, the really isn't. We have and to, that's we the have one to thing see that the PTSD so that we have just from being ourselves. It's it's, it's horrible. Like. And they talk about they PTSD only seems to get related to soldiers coming back from the war and and I know they have PTSD but like the shit that black people have had to the shit that I personally seen growing up being from just being a kid I have so much trauma that I that is just constantly there I mm. I, I know you guys have probably got your own and it, I feel like it's not recognized the same way as it should be so yeah it's fucked up. Yeah, I'm. That's cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I. It's. Yeah, it's 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 like I said. I'm I'm still processing it, um, and like you said, now unfortunately, just like when these situations happen, we're not shot. It's not surprising, and I I hope. I hope I want to say I hope you're wrong, but at the same time, deep down, I know you're you're probably most likely ninety nine percent right. But in a week's time, in two weeks' time, we're gonna to have to remember another name. Mm-hmm. And this is alongside, and I'm gonna segue. Uh, this is alongside to um, a, the death of a to a symbol of Black people, um, uh, Chadwick Bosman. So it's Bozeman or Bosman? Bozeman. 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 Um, who, uh, who will surely be missed, who has really changed and portrayed. He's changed a lot. I, I don't even know where to begin. Like, I, I don't even know where to begin. Like, I, I don't even know where to begin. All right, from the <laughs> From the fact of he's done, he's, he's portrayed, he's, he's done a lot of the things of what I aspire to do when I do acting, is real life stuff, mm. real life, real life biops, showing how people live and just things for the people. And then for the fact of he did all of that so selflessly yeah. with his skin, with, his, with cancer, it's, it's, it's mind, but it's not mind boggling. But it is in the same breath because of the fact of, as I think I already said in the group earlier on, that his death hit me like it was a relative. Like his whole aura was that it was so magnetic. Like Black Panther, for the fact of, I'm a Marvel head. 
I love my Marvel films. True, but same. To see, and for the one thing for me is the fact of and what a lot of things that people I don't think people really understood or comprehended was the fact of fair dues. It, we know it's not a black film. We know it's a Marvel film, but funny that it's a mainstream film with more black faces in it that I've ever seen in my life, and not one of them was bleeding. Well, only one of them was a criminal, rather than all of them being criminals or that stereotype. Do you know what I mean? I mean, let's say I'm going to pause you on that one. Um, sorry, I went a little bit blank then. I don't even think there was one criminal, one black criminal in that movie. He wasn't a criminal. He was... T- uh, well, it wasn't a criminal. I, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't to an extent, obviously. I mean, for yeah, he was, because when he was in London, he was killed. He, 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 fair dues, he didn't participate, he, but, he, but he was involved in it. Killmonger was involved in those things in the parts of in London and stuff like that. So therefore, he was a criminal. Okay, fair play. I thought you were talking about Mike. I thought you were talking about Michael B. Jordan in regards to when he went to the museum. I am. Oh, but that, did you not? That, that's the only, he was a criminal, but for the same for the same factor of what I'm saying. Mm. Out of the whole film, he was literally like the only black one. That was a, the stereotypical. But right, not I even see. A stereotypical one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. For the fact that mainstream film, that's not categorized as a black film mm. that's not only in the pit that's not going to be in the pictures for about two weeks yeah do you know what true no, I, and i think that's all we're, we're missing that that we're thinking well because the amount of when i first went and watched it i was like what wow, i've never seen so many black faces no in the cinema no, i know for a fact i'll go watch marvel i i i, I think it, i think i think it really did change i, I saw kids dressing up to be the Black Panther, kids from different age groups, different nationalities. And I guess in a way, just like you in my geeky way, this is why I love anime. This is why I like comics because it just, it's a way of making people feel comfortable with themselves with, it always talks about like the Marvel universe has always been about like, just like having superpowers, being unique, being special, being different, whether you're from a different country or whether you're a mutant or whatnot. And actually, like, being proud to be different. And Mm. the way Black Panther really changed... I'm I'm going to focus on the younger generation, but it just changed everything. It changed changed globally everything. Everyone, like, the way it portrayed Africa... And let's be real, I I humbly um, believe that if Africa didn't go through what it went through, it would be a great nation. But Wakanda was basically... Con- the Continent. Yeah. Sorry, the continent. Um, it, how it was portrayed is how I believe it could have been, uh, minus like the force fields and everything else, but how it could have been this great city if um, certain bits in history didn't happen. Um and it was changing. I mean, I remember us watching him in um, Jackie, was it Jackie Robinson? 42? Yeah. yeah. I, I watched it recently before he even uh, passed. And I was reminded of how great, because I love baseball, um, similar to like Field of Dreams. I remember, it was reminded about how great of an actor he was. Um, before, because I'm going to have to love you and leave you. Right. Um, I just wanted to quickly say my bit on Mr. Chadwick. Um, that what's it? I literally he's he, the one thing that irritated me for him 
for, for towards his end was the last few pictures that I've seen. Yeah. You know, one of those where you're like, wow, he looks. I was worried when I saw really this. Like, yeah. It's for a film, and the amount of people that were slating him, and then it's like when he comes out for the fact of his passing, he had cancer. You're like, wow, like people are so fickle, mm-hmm. so fickle. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing those and thinking he. He looks really sick, and I hope his health is okay. And then they said it was for a movie role, so I was like, okay, well, I hope he's, I still hope he's all right. Yeah. For a movie role. And then just hear it. wasn't. Yeah, it is. But sorry, guys. I'm going to have to love you and leave you. Okay. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. All right. Thank you, Alika. All right, Pete. Thank you very much. Peace out, guys. And I'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Yeah, I I just wanted to add... Man, he's just a real-life superhero. And our heroes keep dying, man. Our heroes keep dying. Yeah. They keep dying, man. But yeah, he was a real-life superhero. To do those movies in that four-year period while while his body was turning against him, Mm. it's incredible. I don't think we'll ever see anything else like it. Nah. Yeah, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. Oh yeah. man! Uh, right, I'll moving on to something a little bit more light. <laughs> <laughs> a little more light. Um, I want to talk about triggers for you with people. What, like, what, what can somebody, what can people say or do that just make you instantly not like them? And it might not even be directly to you; it might just be to someone else. I'll go first if if it helps. Yeah, I'm <laughs> whenever whenever I'm out with somebody, mm. like whenever I meet new people anyway, I'm always kind of quiet. Mainly right. because in my mind I'm kind of formulating, all right, what type of person is this? Is he my type of person? How does he speak to his friends? How does he speak to people he doesn't know? How does he speak to people he doesn't like? If I see you being rude to like one one of my biggest pet peeves, if you're rude to like um service staff. Yeah, like in in like a restaurant or something. If you just rudely treat them with disrespect, nah, I hate that. I hate mm. that. I I, don't, I never understand. Like, we've all had jobs from the very poorest or whatever, whatever we can take at some point. So I never understood how people can like just be rude or disrespectful to like a waiter or something. If if something if you if your order's wrong or something, like you have to be really disrespectful. You can't just be like, yo, uh, sorry. Like I ordered something else and this isn't what I ordered. Like there's there's no there's nothing wrong with that. Just be be a little bit more kind to people. That's one big thing that like for me is a trigger where I will instantly dislike you if I see you doing <laughs> behaving like that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think from from myself. For me personally, I just hate when people think that I, like when people talk to me like I'm not intelligent. Like when they meet me for the first time, mm. when people just. I'm not intelligent that I instantly will I instantly will no longer want to speak to you and I don't really care at that point what your opinion of me is I'll I'll just be like yeah go away from me yeah <laughs> that's a trigger for me I, I I have lots of triggers sometimes I'm not even gonna lie to you like this sounds really really petty and I, I am petty in certain ways like I, basically I can meet someone yeah. And they don't need to say anything. And I will instantly not like them. I, it happens. I don't know what. I is don't there know what something that it. you're picking up on, like body language or something, or you just don't like them? I, I, the reason why I can't give you an exact answer is because yeah. I feel like I, when this happens, and it's happened, it doesn't happen all the time. It just happens. And when it does, 
any little thing I will use as an excuse that I don't like you. Like, it could be like you smiled at me the wrong way. And I'll, I'll just be <laughs> yeah. like, no, nah, I don't like the smile that you gave me. Like, so there's some, there's cert- I feel, feel like there's certain people that, and for whatever unknown reason, you just don't like them. I'm going to give a prime example, not of me, yeah. but we spoke about not so long ago. Yeah. My mum, yeah. and remember that lass? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah cool. Just, just not like it, yeah. Okay. I'm not going to name her. I'm not going to name mm-hmm. her just in case it comes back, you know. <laughs> you know what, yeah. that's right. So yeah. for those that don't know, um, there was a certain lass I was involved with years ago, going back a good five years. Yeah. The family met her. Um, my cousin's light. Great um, girl, by the way. Huh? Great girl. Great girl. Great girl. Great girl. Great girl. Great girl. Um, she, not that it means anything, but she was a mix. She was Guyanaian and she had some... Uh, she had some Asian and Guyanaian in her. And great girl. I'd worked with her on and off in River Islands for a number of years. And when we first met, she was in a relationship. Anyway, long story short, when we did get involved with each other, she met my family. Now, at the time, my nan's the head of the house. So if you've got nan's seal of approval, you're there. You're, you've yeah, you've yeah. got it, right? Boom. Everyone liked her apart from my mum. And when I asked my mum, even to this day, why, what is it with this girl that you don't like? And she still can't tell me her answer. She said, she just says like, I just don't like her. She seems nice. She has your best interests. She worships the ground you live on. Like she wants this whole family and everything else. I just don't like her. And I know, I know, like it caused the problem because when you the thing, say it, when you say it out loud, it's so crazy. Oh, because you've met her and yeah. you just gave her praise, like yeah, it was like it was know, crazy. Yeah. And she did things like she would go above and beyond. Like uh, again, just to recap, like she came over to America while I was working on cruise ships and um, helped me celebrate my. 20 i want to say 23rd birthday maybe 24th i can't remember which year it was now um but she she had basically contacted my friends my cruise ship friends on facebook and organized a trip out and everything like she went above and beyond and like hands down she was great Mm -hmm. um and when my mom said she didn't like her and everything else, I, I'm one of these people that if you don't know me, like I listen to what my mom says. I take what my mom says mm-hmm. really close. Like we have a strong relationship like that. Not to the point where like if my mom says jump, I say how high, but I respect her opinion and her guidance. Um, I take it in. Now I was really adamant about this one. <laughs> um, and I was, I was ready to prove my mum wrong. Now, we were involved for anywhere between six months to a year. And I thought to myself, surely, if the rest of the she family see how happy, <laughs> how happy I am, my mum my sees my nan's approval and everything else, surely her opinion will change. Mm. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Nah, nah, nah. year down the line, nothing changed. Like she just, boom. And it was like, I've always been brought up with the whole saying like a happy wife is a happy life. Mm. And that is true to a certain extent. But what you also, for me, and this is only like, I don't know for other people, but for me, a happy mum and a happy wife 
is a happy life. All right. Mm-hmm. My mum's got to be happy. And then my wife is going to be happy. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying I pick my mum over my wife, but don't put me in that situation where I have to choose. Because listen, I could love you. But at the end of the day, my mum gave birth to me. And the same way she gave birth to me, boy, she'll take it from me. Like, like, that's got to be intimidating for women that you date, honestly. Like, <laughs> I, I, you know that's what? got to be an intent. Like, I wouldn't, like, if if I was dating a girl and she'd be like, yo, if my dad don't like you, that's it. I'd be like, oh, shit. Like, I'm going into this meeting with Pops now, like, oh, got to be on my, I got to make sure that, like, <laughs> I got to make sure we cool and stuff. So, yeah, it's got to be intimidating. You know what? I have learned that mm-hmm. in the past, when I've, when I've mentioned how close my mom is, how close I am with my mum to the extent where we will talk about relationships, we'll talk about sex, we'll talk about finance, we'll talk about, we will talk about anything and everything. Um, like I remember when um, there was a situation where I basically, I'd had sex with an individual and I was like, I checked my piece up the day after and I was like, mom, like, I don't know what's going on downstairs. Is, and I didn't want to go is, to the clinic. I know. I, I know. Right. And this I had this wild. <laughs> I know. Right. I sent a picture to my mom and she was like, don't worry about it. Or she, she told me something anyway. Like that's how close I am with my mom. I, like that's, that's, that gives you some kind of idea. I can't imagine being that close with my, with either of my parents. No, not for me. But like, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to go to my dad because I remember, like, I remember when I was cleaning the front room in our old house in Slough and I came across my dad's porn stash underneath the couch. (laughs) There was a hole underneath the couch and he had his porn stash. Yo, that's a a ghetto-ass fucking hiding place, yo. (laughs) A hole in the couch. I don't know if I can even say this on the podcast. Big... (laughs) Black ass booty. Oh yeah, all our parents, all our, all our, all black dads had that one. That was the title. Now, stupid Lucas, stupid Lucas. You had to find out what it was about, right? Right, but I had, I had seen porn mags in school, and I had. I was all about like the page free, page free back in the day when the girl used to be topless and everything else. I had never. Um, I'd never watched a porn DVD before. Mm-hmm. I'd, 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 uh, right. This is stupid ass Lucas now. All right, I'm really going to expose <laughs> myself here. Uh, don't hold it against me. <laughs> if you've ever watched American Pie number one, or maybe it's number two, where basically um, the guy's watching a porn DVD or tape and he has his headphones in on the TV to get the surround sound because he feels like he's alone and everything. Yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. Tell me you did that. It wasn't that. It wasn't that degree. (laughs) It wasn't that degree. So I wish I had done that. I mean, kind of like my, my situations were even worse because basically my mom and dad went out, they were out at the time. I'm cleaning Mm. the house and everything else. And I've put the DVD into the DVD into the TV 
and mm. I played it. I didn't put headphones in. The TV was already loud. Shit. And I, me being me, didn't even think, while I'm watching this porn, didn't think about turning this TV down. Didn't but think about... Uh, brothers in the house? No, no, no. Brothers and sisters weren't there at the time. Uh, no, they were, but they were out with mum and dad. Okay? Oh, yeah. This is how stupid it is, though. Okay? Because now, in my mindset, when I look back at this, I didn't help myself. The curtains were closed, so I couldn't see when my mum came back into the drive. The DVD, the TV was loud, so I didn't hear her, and we were in the, um, the back room at the time, so I wouldn't have heard her coming in on the door or anything. All right? Um, I, I, I just didn't help myself in this situation at yeah. all. And I just remember, like, it was just like, the, it just got taken, like, my body got taken over. Pants were down. DVD was on, <laughs> hands, in, hands on piece. Like, yeah. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, there was no cream or no nothing. It was just bare yeah. hands. And um, I, I was getting ready. Was I was going to work. <laughs> and my mom came in. And I... Oh, nah. Like, <laughs> I'd, I'd instantly die of shame. Like, there's no coming back from that for me. I... I nah. No, nah, no. Nah. Like, I, I know my mom probably knows that I like watch Born Aware, but I'm never yeah. like she would ever try and have that conversation. I'm shutting it down. No, 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 that's not gonna happen. Right. So put it this way: I, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna put my mom on blast, but I got licked. <laughs> Let's just leave it like that. I got licked. All right. And um, oh, by your um, mom's or dad. Mum, 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 mum. The reason why I'm bringing up this story is because I'm going to tell you why, like, the reason why I go to my mum all the time is yeah, yeah. the reason to this story. Yeah. So I got licked. My mum's arguing with my dad because, obviously, I found it's it. DVD. Well, yeah, DVD. <laughs> One, because he's got the DVDs. Two, because his son found it. And three, because she's caught her son masturbating <laughs> in, oh, in the house man. and everything else. So going back to this story, the reason why I don't go to my dad for anything my mum tells my dad to speak to me about mm -hmm. what I had just seen and everything else. So my dad sits on the couch and um, he was like, <laughs> Luke, you found my DVDs? I said, like, yeah. You watched my DVDs? I said, yeah. Next time you find my DVDs, don't tell your mum. <laughs> <laughs> that was my father <laughs> my mum laid into my dad to tell him to tell him to tell me that it was wrong I shouldn't be watching porn and all my dad said like he said he said it in a calm don't get caught next time <laughs> it wasn't even just don't get caught he was just like don't be stupid. Like, don't yeah. tell your mom. Don't, yeah, just don't get caught. Don't tell your mom about my DVDs kind of thing. Like, oh, that was it. That My dad's parenting was so, like, pinch of salt. It was crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's fucking funny, yo. <laughs> I, can't, I can't go. Listen, if I had a problem downstairs growing up or something like that, I couldn't ask my dad for advice because my dad is the kind of person that would just laugh at me. 
yo, dad, like I'm, 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 I was with a girl the other night and I was struggling to get up. My dad would laugh and probably tell his mates while wow. we're playing dominoes or something. Like, wow. that, that, that's my dad. Like, he's, he's a man of little words, yeah. but when he, he, when he does say it, he's the most hilarious person. Like, but yeah, um, I basically got told off for, for snitching on my dad. For, for <laughs> but you didn't, technically you didn't even snitch, you just got caught red-handed, like, red-handed. No, well, when, when my mum, because when my wife forgot to skip out, my mum thought it was my collection. Oh, okay, yeah. So uh, when my mum said, where did you get it from? While she's laying, laying yeah. into me, I've told her I found it in the couch. Yeah. And that's where it stopped. And then obviously she's lifted the couch, seen the hole, seen whatever else is down there. And it's like, boom. Because the, the reason why the couch, the reason why this even got brought up is because I thought to myself, I'll go above and beyond, not just to clean the floor, I'll lift the couch up and hoover underneath the couch. Because them days there, we had carpet and food used to, the crumbs and everything used to get underneath. So I used to lift up the couch with one hand and use the Henry Hoover and, you know, like that. But I saw a little slip. I don't know what it was. I was like, my mum had just told me, I had house duties, right? Mm. But when I lifted the couch, I heard like something mm. rustled Falling down. And that's when my curiosity was a bitch and bit me in the ass. And uh, my mum called me watching porn. And um, my dad spoke to me. That's, that's probably the closest conversation I've had with my dad about sex. Literally. If I if I'm watching his porn, not to get caught, not not for my mom to find out, basically. Um, oh, I remember, I remember my dad. I I wanted to bring. A, I was talking to a girl and everything, and my mom had said straight up, no girls at the house. When we are out of the house, you do not bring any girls in the house and everything else. Right? My mom like probably laid into me. My yeah. dad slipped me a condom in my pocket. How old was you? Fifth, uh, 12, 13. Oh, hell no. Your dad was wilding. Uh, <laughs> you, know the funny, you know the funny thing is? What? One time when my mum was uh, at school and I had finished school early because this is when I was in Kent now and I had brought a girl around. My dad was out and he came in and I was... <laughs> Oh shit. I was on the couch with, uh, I was on the couch with her. She was semi-naked. I was definitely topless with two of my fingers being busy. And my dad walked into the front room, looked, chuckled, and then walked back out and said, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> and walked out and left me to it. <laughs> Yo, your your dad is fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh my, my god! Dad listening to this podcast, I. <laughs> oh my god! Love you, dad. <laughs> Love you, mum. Oh the couches have been changed since then. Just put it out yeah, there. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. My my dad was that's my dad's parenting, so you can understand why I don't go to my dad for advice. I go yeah. to my mum. Yeah. I will get more of a um, more of an explanation about things, especially if it's something I'm concerned about. Mm. My dad wouldn't even say, look on Google. My dad, my dad would probably laugh at me and be like, what you want? 
<laughs> yeah. simple, simple words. So, yeah, um, I'm close to my mum, uh, close to my mum and dad. But in terms of your question, we completely went sidetracked. Uh, <laughs> something that, some, I guess, like you, similar to the customer service, I feel like we've both worked in customer service in some mm. sort of way. So we know sometimes things don't go the way it's planned. Yeah. And I know how I, I've been on the receiving end of bad customer service. Mm-hmm. No, um, of a member of the public giving me yeah. bad customer, uh, bad, is it customer service for them? Just. Oh uh, yeah. Just use that for now. Yeah. We, they, they don't. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm, I'm just like, wait a second. What? Like we're humans here. Mm-hmm. Like you want me to do something for you. I'm trying to do it. Like, and you know, I've been on the receiving end of that. I would never do that to someone else. And yeah. even when I see someone, when I can blatantly see they're new and like they're taking their time, yeah, it's yeah. either they're till trained or whether they're doing something like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, they, and they screw up and everything. I say, ah, oh, this is your first time or this is your new. I, yeah, yeah, I try yeah. and make them feel better. Like, oh, and the, like, I've had people apologize and I'm really sorry. No, no, that's fine, man. It happens. I'm not that impatient that I can't wait an extra few minutes for you to do this again or whatever. Like you're learning. We've all been there before. Like just, even if you're in a rush, you can't, you can't blame you being in a rush as the other person's fault for not, for maybe making a mistake or something like that. Like, ah. it's not, it's just not fair. Like, you gotta be nicer to people. You just have yeah, to def- definitely. And, and like, I've, I've, we've got plenty of stories where we've probably screwed up and broken things and whatnot. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I think what, I think one thing like that instantly happened recently, actually, um, if someone has a massive ego, mm-hmm. like, like, don't get me wrong. If you've got money, like you got money. Like if you just like going around like, oh, I could buy, I could buy this. I could do that. Like I could buy your wages or I could buy your house. Like, oh, um, I met a few of those in university. Yeah. Like, I met, I met the, I met, we both have met people though that come from money and unless like it came up, we would have never known. Because yeah. They don't, they don't act like that. They don't move that way. Yeah. But you got people that like that they will dress and act a certain way um, and just make you kind of shitting on other people. And I'm not saying they shit on me, but all I've seen them shit on other people. And it's like, wait a second, some certain cases, I've seen them do it to their mates or so-called mates or friends. And I'm like, wow, if you're doing that to your so-called friend, like, like, who what like hmm. so i think those two things for me again like like you uh customer service but also people with big egos um and big pride ego and pride is a big thing for me it's the same with uh male and female because you can get in both um yeah, just be, just kind of be you. Like, even if you're trying to find yourself and everything else, just be straight up. Um, but those are the yeah, two. Yeah, like, you get, you get some people that's like, they'll do something. Hmm. And you tell them that they've done something wrong and they're, like, unable to apologize. I've never understood that. Like, I, like if you say to me, yo, I, you did this and I didn't like it or I felt a type of way, my bad, bro. Like I'm not, like I, I I have no problem apologizing. I don't see what's wrong with certain people. Like we're all flawed. There's yeah. nothing 
wrong with apologizing for not for doing something wrong or something like that. I think it's the people that don't apologize or see nothing wrong with what they've done. That's mm. like, all right, now you're just an asshole because you clearly don't care about other people's feelings, you know? Yeah, I think, and that's where, that's why I say like with, um, I think it's a mixture of ego and a mixture of pride because those people that are proud or too proud, they wouldn't apologize. And that I'm just like, boom, like, I, I make mistakes all the time. Like, you know, just... We all do, man. It, it is what it is. And like, you know what? There's two ways. You can look at things in two different ways. You can either look at it and be like, no, no, like, I, I'm, I'm right, you're wrong kind of thing. Or you can look at it as like, oh, shit, I made a mistake. Okay, cool. I know now. I'm informed. Try not to do it again. And even if you make the same mistake, as long as you, like, you're trying to learn from it, mm-hmm. you know, like, someone may be pissed off, but we'll get over it. Yeah, you know. Like, yeah. I guess there's the other side of it where people apologize, but then show no effort to actually try and fucking do that. That shit pisses me off too. Yeah. It's like, yo, now, now your word just doesn't mean shit to me. Like, yeah, that, and that's that's a that's a huge thing for me actually. That probably goes into the trigger thing. I'm very big on having words and actions match. So if you say yeah. something, but your actions show different, or I can't take you mm. at your word, especially men. Like, I probably shouldn't. So it's probably should be for everyone, but I, I take it more seriously with men because I feel like a man should always be a person of his word. That is very important to me. So I'll, even if I don't want to do something, if I've already said I'm doing it, I'm going to do it because I said that I would. And that's really big for me. Like I have to take you at your word. I don't want you to say something to me and me in the back of my mind go, ah, oh, well, I know that this person's like, like go back on your word all the time. I don't want to be in that situation with people. So yeah. Yeah. No, I hear that. I think, yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think for me, it's more females for me. Um, it's probably uh, hand in hand. It's both male and females. But I think with just my history and obviously, as we're aware, like I've gone, I've been involved with a lot of females and there's been a lot of trust a issues. Lot. And, uh, shut a up. Lot. <laughs> No, it's bad, true. It's, it's it's come up. It's come up recently. Like it's 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 a lot. It's a, it's a lot. Like I had a couple. Like my cousins just left, but um, we were just talking, and it was just like, wait a second. We were talking about Christmas, funny enough, mm-hmm. and and the current Christmas situation. Yeah. <laughs> and without exposing myself, he was just like, "Don't you feel like you need to give it a break? Just don't, don't you feel like you just need to just? It's like it's like a Christmas present every Christmas, a new present every Christmas." <laughs> nah, I like that one. That was fire. I like that joke. That was fire. That was fire. <laughs> I'm burning. I am so burning right now. It's just like because, like I said before, I jumped on the pod. He was just literally. He yeah. just said that the same thing, and I was just like, and he was like, "You got like his his argument. He's gone by his argument was, which I don't. I hate being the the scapegoat for this, but it's like." You're one, I'm like the eldest in the younger siblings. Everyone looks up to me. So what Lucas does, it's kind of normalized. And I'm a role model. I'm not trying to be your role model. I'm not trying to be a role model. I'm just but trying to be are. Lucas. That's just, that's just part of being the older sibling. I, yeah, you, no, you I don't. Yeah. I didn't ask for this. You didn't ask for it, but you got it. Yeah, I know. Like- so <laughs> everything I do, I have to be... 
um, aware of the impact it has yeah, on my yeah. siblings, my younger cousins, yeah. um, both male and female. So this has now brought up the whole, like, I talked about Christmas, and now this is all thing going on. And I was like, ah, shit. But with females, I guess because of my history and my involvement with a large proportion, um, trust, your words means a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, if you say something, put it this way, if I catch you out in a lie, yeah. trust is broken. And it's very hard. It was, it's, it was near enough impossible for me to ever trust you again in the past. I'm more mature now. But when a female lies to me, although I may put on a brave face and say we've resolved, a, like, resolve it and whether it's a white lie, this, that, or whatnot, whether we resolve it and we try and move on, know that deep down inside, like it's that whole saying like, Forgive, but never forget. Mm-hmm. My trust. You don't hold a grudge, though, do you? I don't hold a grudge. That's, but a, I don't... that's unhealthy. <laughs> yeah, I don't hold a grudge. Yeah. But I will say that um, it, it's like, um, imagine a plate, a clean plate, and there's a stain on it. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter how much, like, you can wash it and sometimes that stain is there and sometimes that stain reappears. But from the time when you lie and you get caught out in the lie and I, and there's been a break of trust, <clears throat> I don't try and hold on to it because I'm not about that. I, one thing I will take from my dad is he's, he's one of his sayings is it pass and gone. So mm-hmm. if something happened yesterday, my mum always used to be angry because like my dad would just move on from it where my mum would still hold on to it. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't hold on to things. However, I definitely had to work on that over the years. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it, we all got to work on something, but like for me, I don't hold on to it. But one thing I will say is I don't forget. And that's yeah. not just in trust, but that's like money as well. I like if, I don't if, think you should though, because in the, in the, chance that it comes up again in the future the same situation or similar situation you'd be like okay now this is now a pattern it's no longer a one-off or whatever but yeah i know what you mean yeah and i I think that for me that is um with females i i've tried different approaches over the years whether i give you a hundred percent my trust whether it's like i take I've used the approach of I give you a hundred percent my trust and then it's up to you whether or not how you want to maintain it if you want to chip away at what I've had ones where I don't trust you at all and we build the trust as we go on. I've had ones where it's like, I give you as much trust as you give me. I don't feel like there's a system that works. It's different from each person and depending on how they come into your life. But one thing that is consistent in any relationship is that trust lost takes longer to build than trust earn. Mm, I, I, I can understand that, yeah. I can respect, like, if I come into contact with someone, like, say, of coming into interaction with someone, and I, they do something, an action or something like that, could be something simple, like, um, they're walking, uh, walking outside the train station, I'm just using something top of my head. Someone goes into their pocket to bring their phone out, they've dropped a fiver and they've picked up the fiver and they've given it to someone. 
that respect that I just seen yeah. will also influence my trust as well because that shows kind of like what you're about. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so my trust can go up like that. But yeah. when you break it, it's like, mm, yeah. it takes longer. It just takes longer. Yeah, yeah. it's understandable. <clears throat> I think with, same, similar to you, I think with you, with, with, uh, with a guy approach, me and more so, definitely when it comes to dating, um, trust is a big thing. Lies are a big thing. Yeah. Cheating is definitely a big thing. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was just talking about for me in my relationships and stuff, like I'm the same thing that women love about me. Eventually is the same shit that'll piss them off. Like I am very laid back. So eventually it drives them fucking nuts. I'm not going to constantly check up on you and find whatever you're doing. My philosophy is if a woman wants to cheat, whether I'm checking her phone or whatever, or calling or whatever, she's going to find a way to do it anyway. So I, I, I'm, I will very much let you do whatever. And I give you my trust. If you do something to fuck that up, I'd look at it as I, I, your trust is now gone. You took it and you just threw it away. Yeah. So maybe depending on what it is, you could build that trust back. But yeah, that's how I, I kind of, I'll kind of give you the trust until you do something that I feel like, okay, you don't have it anymore. And then depending on what it is, maybe it's something small, a little, a little white lie, something you could build it back. But that's how I am. I'm not, yeah, I, I, a lot of men, I think when it comes to women and a lot of double standards that they have, they'll like, be kind of possessive and shit and just not want the girl to move in a way that they move constantly mm. with other women. That really irritates me. I don't like men who, and if any of my friends do it, I always will say to them like, yo, you, you, that's a double standard. You can't be like that. Yeah. So, but yeah, for me personally, yeah, like I'll let you do whatever. Um, but yeah, everybody's different. Everybody's got their own way that they are with stuff like that. All right. Yeah. So, like, if, because you mentioned it, so just to elaborate, if uh, if someone was, say you're involved with someone and they made a little white lie, it wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't huge, but this little white lie had a ripple effect and it kind of went from a little white lie to could have been a, a big lie. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Is it fair to say that it's not comp- trust isn't completely gone? You can still work on it. I know it's kind of hard without yeah, like yeah, absolutely. Right, yeah. but it's just gonna yeah, take yeah. it's just gonna take time, obviously. Take some time. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, I gotta understand why why the initial lie happened and circumstances and stuff like that. So yeah, it definitely matters. But yeah, it's, it's something smaller. Like we could definitely work on it. Mm. Like every situation is different. So yeah. I and I, I think I like to feel like I'm the same. Cause I know for a fact, I'm not perfect. I will make mistakes. Um, not, maybe not lying, but more case of like, I know for a fact in the past, like the one things my ex-girlfriends have always brought up is where I'm such a very interactive person. Sometimes I don't know where the line is um, in terms oh, yeah, of in other women. Yeah. With other women. So I've had to learn that over the years to me, I'm just like, listen, when we got involved with each other, you said, I don't want you to change. I just want you to be who you are. So I'm being who I am. And now you're like, wait a second, you're in a relationship. You can't be who you are. And I was like, what? <laughs> hey, what? what's going on? Yeah, it's not exactly what you're saying, but I know what you mean. I know how, how, it, how it can be perceived. I think they kind of look at it and think, okay, 
he's going to be himself, but he knows. They just assume you know where the line is, mm. you know, but yeah. Yeah, but it's, so that's, that's, uh, that's some self-reflection for me. I know for a fact over the years um, when being involved with females, I've had to really um, rein myself in, especially when I'm committed to someone. But again, it's always different with different, uh, depending on the female, because I have been involved with, um, I can think of two, maybe three cases where the female is actually more wild than me. And I'm like, yo, do you not know what the line is? <laughs> like, I've been on the receiving end and I'm yeah. just like, yo, I want to love you, but you crazy, man. You, you, you too bait around these places. Yeah. I'm bait, but we can't like, I think it's just good to, to initially in that when you're getting to know somebody setting boundaries mm. on what the person is comfortable with and what you're comfortable with and stuff like that. Mm. I think those discussions are often interesting to have with people because everybody's different. So first that might be an issue for some people. It might not be an issue. So just discuss like, because it might be, it might've been, she experienced something in a past relationship where someone who cheated on her was moving the same way you move. And you're, not to say that you're going to cheat on her also, but she would equate that as, okay, my ex did behave the same way and he cheated on me. So if he's behaving this way, he's going to cheat on me. That's, that would be how some people see it. So yeah, just discuss boundaries, what, what you're comfortable with. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I definitely have learned that over the years, but, um, yeah, I, yeah, that's 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 definitely probably a learning lesson, a reoccurring learning lesson yeah. for me all yeah. the time. Um, <laughs> but listen, I want to quickly move on to the Trey songs. Meg, yeah. Trey, no, no, sorry, yeah. So Trey Trey songs was kind of separate, right? Okay, so yeah, I mean, Trey songs just being nasty, basically. I. I ain't gonna lie. I, I want to get to the. I want to get to the Meg and Tori. Uh, oh yeah, we'll do it after this. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> I used to Did have you, the you heard the allegations for like the Trey Song stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just like sexual misconduct, and that is like, I saw a video of. Um, I don't know a name, but it was on what was it that that dude. Ah, oh, fuck. I can't remember the name of this podcast. But she, it was two girls on it, and this one girl was talking about sucking off, like, mad football players or basketball players or something, which was uh, was wild to listen to. But if that's what she wants to do, that's that's her game. But um, she, she just mentioned about uh, Trey Songs just being a little inappropriate. Mm. And I can't – personally, I stopped fucking with Trey Songs about a year or two ago. I don't know if you ever saw it, but there was a video of Meg Thee Stallion in the club, drunk, like really drunk. And me and you went to university, so we've seen this situation before. Mm. And we was a little young and ignorant, so maybe we didn't do behave, like step up the way we should have done. But you know, there was a video of Meg, she was drunk in the club, and um, Trey had a bottle, and he's trying to, he's doing this in her face, trying to get her to drink it trying to pour more alcohol in her. And I was like, yo, that's some rapey shit, fam. Like, mm. like she's clearly too drunk right now. And you're trying to coerce her into drinking more. 
And like I've seen, I've just seen it's like predatory behavior. I've seen shit like that before. And then I remembered um Kiki Palmer uh speaking out about Trey Songs before and just being like inappropriate. And I think it was uh was it BB Rexa who there's an interview where she was like she was at a party and yeah. Trey Songs like like pushed her into a room and was like started kissing her and stuff. Like, fam, what is wrong with you? You're you're a fucking famous person yeah. with loads of money. You can fuck anybody well. Anybody who's fucking um, consenting, yeah, and it's like, why are you moving this way? Like, it's just disgusting. Uh, I, I, I think more. And there's a lot more of these men behaving like this, and it's not the stories are not coming out, or maybe they're coming out and people are just ignoring them. And that's why I wanted to bring this one up because I feel like this Trey Songz one came and went, especially because of the Megan Torres situation. Yeah, and it's just like I don't, I don't understand men behaving this way. It's it's disgusting and i feel like more men should be checking them because women are f- afraid to be in certain situations and rightfully so because mm. they're fucking disgusting yeah so yeah. no i i hear you we've i've definitely uh you got the nail on the head on that one i've definitely seen that um yeah. not just all young need. drinking and stuff and seeing <laughs> the girl that was way too drunk and dudes is giving them more alcohol and like it never clicked back then how fucking fucked up it was because we was all drunk and whatever anyway. But it's like some horrible stuff going on. Horrible. Yeah. I mean, when you're at that kind of stage in your career and your life, you're not like, I'm not condoning it. I'm not condoning it at all. But like when you're at that stage in your life, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be doing it at all anyway. Yeah. But especially when you're at that kind of pedestal, where you know, like, anyhow, you're in the public eye, you should be self conscious about how your actions not only affect other people, but how it's perceived to the world. I I feel like working in um, <laughs> working in primary school, and working with children, we always get taught that you need to look at whatever you do from a third person mm-hmm. kind of view. So me um, patting a child on the back, although it's me simply patting a child on the back. A third person could see that as groping in a way. Those, yeah. you know, like you've got. And as a kid growing up, I was like, "What are you talking about? Panic guy on the back? Like, what are we seriously?" But you really do need to be careful. And like you said, that's just with just people in general working with children. Obviously, uh, child protection and everything else. But when you're in the public eye, you've got to look at things. Whether you post it on social media, whether you you write a text, like you got to be really careful because people can interpret what you say and what you do so freely. I'm not saying you have to be so like robotic, robotic, but you, you just got to be mindful that for every person that's looking at you, there is another person looking at you through that other person. Yeah. And a camera doesn't lie. A camera will show what's happened, but any individual can portray it differently, you know? So mm-hmm. you just got to be careful. Um, but, I mean, <laughs> segue into to yeah. your, your man. Not my man. Fuck that man. <laughs> my, my, my fault. My fault. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> well, I, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have said the N-word. Not fuck that. Fuck, Trace, fuck Tory Lanez. Fucking. You know what? You know what's you know what's the worst thing about this situation? During lockdown, Tory Lane really 
was entertaining to watch in regards to his quarantine um, Insta stories. And I feel that he was one of the few artists that really adapted well to um, the quarantine lifestyle and putting music out during quarantine. He was very smart. His team was very great at really utilizing his platform. And then this happens. Mm-hmm. Fucking piece of shit. He's pussy. So I see it. He's pussy. There's not. There's not nothing else that I need to really say. He Meg went on went on a live. This is I already believed her from the beginning anyway. Mm. But um, people were saying that they didn't believe her, so she posted pictures of her foot after she was shot and she had to have an operation to remove the bullets. And then um, people were still talking shit, so she then went on live. And completely just said it like, yeah, this this dude Tory Lanez, he shot me. It was unprovoked. It was I got out of the car and he he shot me. And he's his team has been going to blogs and trying to make out that like just other shit was other shit than what actually happened was being said. And she was tired of it. And it and it hurt me that she had to actually go that far and say it because. People didn't believe her. And there's probably still people out there that's like, oh, we got to hear Tory Lane's side. Nah, fuck that. Mm. Fuck that. No, it's... it's. Like, should put their hands on him. Fuck him. Fuck his music. Nah, he's done for me. I, I feel like this is... Um, it's... <laughs> see how... You see when the Rihanna Chris Brown thing came out and you think to yourself, like, you are... Uh, I was... I was yeah. yeah, I was young, and so I did. I think as much as I don't fuck with Chris Brown as a person, that I do still listen to his music. I feel like if that were to happen today, I would completely be off of Chris Brown. I try like sometimes I can, I hear a Chris Brown song and I find myself enjoy it, and then I remember what he did, and I'm immediately like, nah, fuck this dude. Aye. But it's, it's it, I understand anybody who's like, I'm never. To someone to tell people that you need to stop listening to somebody because of what they did. People still listen to R. Kelly. People still listen to all kinds of people. I'm never going to tell you who you should or should not listen to. But fuck abusers and these people in the industry, in power, Mm. that think that they could do whatever they feel, especially Mm. to women, and get away with it. Nah, fuck that. Nah, I agree. Um, It's, yeah... I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't, I don't feel that uh, Tory is as popular as Chris Brown was when his incident happened. Uh, yeah. um, I don't feel like his bounce back will be as smooth as Chris Brown was. Like Chris Brown is forever ma- remembered as the guy that beat up Rihanna. Although because mm-hmm. of his music and because of how popular he was at that time he uh it hurt him at first quite a lot it hurt him but he pulled it back whether the storm and he's that he's come back now i I guess he pulled it back because obviously his music yeah like his music's great his music's great a lot of um his collabs are uh he's got a whole library and then also the dancing with it like you know what i mean yeah tory isn't on that pedestal, you know, mm. like he's kind of, yeah, I know what you mean. He wasn't at that level. Yeah. Like no. I, I see it like this. Chris Brown is a Jack of many traits. He had his hand in a lot of prize. Mm. 
where Tory Lanez would, I feel like if I was to describe him, he has his hands in some pies, but he hasn't got his hands in a lot of pies like Chris Brown did back in the day when this incident happened. I think he's not the superstar that Chris Brown was. And that's, a, yeah. yeah, and that's pretty that's much it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so will he bounce back? I feel like he will. But I feel like he, well, I feel like he has the potential to bounce back. But that's not a guarantee. Well, we'll see what happens with this case. Yeah, depending because if he this, has if he goes to jail or whatever like that. Like we'll see. We'll, we'll yeah. see because listen, I mean, people thought that when I, I'm going to cut completely off. People thought when six nine was uh, was like when he was snitching and working with the feds and everything else. When they thought that that was him done, his career's over, he's still out there. Like, you know, like, boom. All right, fair enough. I'm seeing videos of, like, him, like... I agree. I agree, but I just want to say, let's never mention him on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But you understand what I'm trying to say, though, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, cool. Like, boom. I know, like, he's he's, he's, he's in and out of the hood, dipping and diving. I, listen, I've, I've never, I've never supported that idiot. I don't think no. I've listened to one of his songs from beginning to end. I've always heard his songs through other people. I've never played his music in my on my phone. You'll never see a history of dudes like, a meme. That's it. I just, I, I listened, mm-hmm. I listened to the story through the JP JBP podcast, and mm. and when I heard the allegations and what had come out. And then leading to when he was out and, and everything, I was just like, this guy has changed snitching. He has changed snitching completely. But that, here's the thing. Snitching is like... See, people, when Meg, when Meg first came out and told the story, mm. people was calling her a snitch. And I'm like, yo, she's a victim right now. I. And like, listen, the way I see snitching is I'm not a street dude. I know I've I've come from a background where I know people from that. I'm not a street dude myself. If you shoot me, I am going to tell the police who did it. Mm. I and if you think that's me snitching, it's whatever. I don't run around in the streets like I'm some thug or something like that. Meg is a victim, so fuck that talk about her snitching or whatever like that. The other dude, on the other hand, that was some street shit, so I leave that to street people. But I just don't understand this whole thing about... Like, it's it's a bunch of white kids sat behind a computer that listen to Eminem talking about, oh, she's snitching. Yeah. You don't know anything about street shit. You've never been in a real confrontation in your life. Shut the fuck up. Right. Leave that to real street dudes. No, I, I definitely agree. Um, yeah, I mean... We're, we're going to have to just watch and see how this whole thing unfolds. I feel like, obviously, yeah. Tory is being silent and it has to be silent for legal reasons. Um, yeah. While this is. His lawyer would have told him, shut up. Yeah. Um, so we will see how this unfolds. I'm sure it's going to be slightly delayed because of the whole COVID thing and obviously other yeah. pressing issues. Um, but I'm curious to see what he has to say for himself what obviously i'm not saying that he didn't do it i'm just curious to see what he how he approaches it because how tory lanes um portrays himself it's like i don't give a fuck 
kind of yeah. vibe. So I'm wondering how he's going to portray it himself and whether or not it's going to be come across genuine. That's where I'm kind of, where I'm with. So we're going to watch it, see how it goes. And um, yeah. I'm sure this will come up in discussion later on. And I Absolutely. mentally will know now never to mention Mr. <laughs> Mr. Rainbow here. Mr. Rainbow. Mr. Rain- <laughs> Skittles. Um, <yeah. laughs> well, uh, we'll just move on to new music before wrapping it up. Yeah. Um, you've been listening. I know you've been out the country or whatever. I'm not sure if you've been listening to the music. Um. All right. So I haven't been listening to. Well, it's been a month since we last recorded. So I'm assuming in that time you listened to some new stuff. <laughs> um. You know what? I've listened to new music, but when I'm going to give you the download to my new music, you're going to be like, yeah. okay, cool. I'm going to take over. No, whatever you listen to is fine. All right, no, cool. it's fine. So, to is- since, since the last time we podcast, obviously I've had my son and I've also been in Italy. My new music has been CBBs. I have learned so many nursery <laughs> rhymes, so many lullabies. <laughs> I, um, I, could, I could tell you the baby club. The baby club, yeah, the baby club. It's coming. You don't see, 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 see. Like, like you can say the name of the song. Just, I don't need to hear a rendition. I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> I've heard new music, just not the kind of new music that you're used to. Um, I will um, say, um, I will get back uh, to you either the, at the next pod. I heard a lot of nice Italian music. I shazammed it, but my shazam's not loading up at the moment. It's cleaning itself. Um, yeah. And I fell in love with Italian music, man. I don't understand what they're saying, but I, <laughs> I fell in love with it. Um, what type, what genre of music is this? It's like, like, um, like? I want to say Italian pop. Okay. And also Italian dance. You see how like uh, Latinos or the Spanish kind of dancing, like you see like, yes. right? Yeah. So you could like people do salsa okay. and everything else, like that kind of music. I think when we okay. were around like the restaurants and the coast, they played that and it was like, it wasn't, the only thing that was missing was people dancing in the street, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so a lot of that music, um, but especially the pop, like I said, it, it had a nice beat to it. Yeah, you, could, yeah. you could kind of imagine what the words were saying, even though you couldn't understand it. Even though I couldn't understand mm-hmm. it, I could be like, "Oh, this is a this is a decent tune." He could be saying yeah. like, "Suck your mom, suck your dad," you know, everything. I would yeah. know, but like, <laughs> this was a good tune. Yeah. So um, I will get back to you once my Shazam's uh, cleaned itself. Okay. But. Um, um. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot of new music. Um, off the top of my head, Burner Boy's album, which is really good. Nas dropped a great album, which surprised the hell out of me because I thought it's crazy. In 2020, Eminem and Nas have dropped albums that I liked, and if you would have asked me this time last year, I would have laughed in your face. Mm. Um, <laughs> there's this new girl called Mulatto, which I hate her fucking name because it's so offensive. But um, she, she she dropped an album that reminded me of like like older like Lil John and Eastside Boys like just that South Sound that I listened to when I was in school. Mm. So that that was really nice to hear from her. I just wish she'd change her fucking name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tony Braxton dropped a new album which I've not really listened to yet. Um, the Locks have dropped the album. Um, a, a new song with a. 
Big Sean drops a song off his album. It's coming out this Friday, actually, the 4th. Right. Um, with Nipsey Hussle on it. And that uh, I did hear album. about this. I did hear about this. Uh, it's just, it, I guess I get excited listening to Nipsey, but I get sad all over again thinking, man, like hmm. he was really taken from us. Yeah. So, but yeah, there's, there's just a lot of new music coming. I've been updating the, the podcast playlist on Spotify with new shit all the time. So feel free to check that. Um, my artist spotlight as well. She dropped and um, so my artist spotlight. I might as well do it now. Yeah, my artist spotlight for this week is um, a young lady called Cash Page, super talented um, singer songwriter. She's I think she's from Texas. Cash Page, uh, nineteen year old from Texas. Nineteen. Yeah, um, yeah. She's super super dope, and she dropped her debut album, Teenage Fever. Um, recently and i've been listening to that a lot so yeah um cash page definitely check her out she's dope um i'm assuming i'm gonna don't check have that a... out for those that um yeah no i don't um, page yeah what, what? yeah yeah so i've completely not spelled you ruined that one there Something uh, came K-A-A-A-H. up on my screen. <laughs> something came up on my screen, and I ended up fucking spelling out something else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, spell her name. Out. Yeah, so uh, so her name is K A S H, and Paige being P A I G E. Um, she really looks young. She's she's a kid. Yeah, nineteen. Yeah. Wow. Um, my kind of short, 30, about thirty-five minutes. Listen, so it's a quick listen. I'm looking really at uh, her uh, discography, and she's got a few. She's released a single in 2020, another one in 2020 remix version. She's got an album 2019, which yeah, I think this is like a proper like debut album. I think she's had stuff before, but this is like a proper studio album because she signed to Def Jam, I believe. What? So this is like her her like One, two, debut three, big debut album. Four, five, six, seven. Oh, don't play, don't play. Sorry. One, two, three, four, Sorry. five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. In there. So all right, cool. So it's it's, it's a genuine like decent number of songs in the album. It's not. Yeah, it's thirteen songs. It's just some of them are a little short, so the album runs about thirty five minutes. All right, it's, cool. Because really some people like when they do albums these days, some people give you yeah. some. A, a leg, an arm, a body, and everything that comes with it. So, um, mm. but I would definitely be listening through because um, that is a unique nineteen death jam. I posted, I posted a song of hers in the group chat for, uh, if you want, like just a taste of what her music's like. But yeah, right. Um, definitely a song called Jaded. Yeah. Um, do you have an artist or I haven't got an artist. No. Actually, I have one. I have one for you and one for Alika, just because I had a feeling that neither of y'all would have one because y'all been busy. See, <laughs> see, I do. I does this. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I was like, I, I was like yesterday. I was like, all right, I know they're not gonna have one, so let me think of artists for where each room is from. You from London and oh, okay, from. I see that. I see that. Very right. All right. So, for you, I, I found this, well, I've been listening to this dude for a while, and I didn't realize until maybe a few months ago that he was actually from London. He's called Santino Le Saint. He's, um, 
son. He's actually son of um, a Brixton legendary hip hop producer, Charlie Parker, which I didn't know. But um, he's from Brixton, 21 years old, singer, songwriter, very talented, uh, very talented guy. Um, I, I think he dropped a project recently. He has. Or, he's, he, 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 a single. Yeah, yeah single. Uh, yeah, I was listening to something recently from him. Cigarettes and alcohol. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's he's really good. Um, so yeah, that, that that I have that for you. And Alika, I only found this guy like two weeks ago. I think his name is. He's from Manchester, and his name is K S R. And um, I don't know much. I wish Alika was on because she might have heard of him. Yeah, but he was somebody that um, I heard recently, and I was like, "Yo, who is who is this dude? He he's dropped a new song with a video." Um. Was it a week ago or something? Mm. Called Stylin. Stylin. So it's his name is in brackets and it's KSR in capitals. So it's in brackets. Yeah, it's, um, he's 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 really he's really talented. Um so yeah, he's from Manchester, so I've been listening to him recently. He's not got a lot out, but yeah. Manchester and London, two new artists. Okay. You may have to send me that one because I can't find him. Yeah, I'll yeah, I'll send it. But um Okay. Yeah. Fair play. Yeah, those, are, those are my new artists from all of us. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure I have the artists next, uh, next time. Yeah. Don't worry about that. But uh, no I'm, yeah, definitely next time. And uh, yeah. I will get back to you. I have no idea. I'll have to get um, Gaia to translate the some of them, <laughs> the, the meaning is behind it, just in case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, yeah. how about we, yeah, so I guess. I feel like it's been a good pod, nice comeback pod. Yep. Um, you have any final thoughts? Uh, final thoughts, it, it, it doesn't change. I think it's the same thing and more so now. Um, look after yourself, look after your people and, and, be be cautious of the time that you have. And I guess one close to home is that um, we, we got to look after our kids. Um, me saying that, not just obviously looking after their well-being, but um, this whole, wherever you live in the world, like this whole going back to school business, I, I, all I would encourage any family member uh, mother or father to do is to do their own research in their own community um, yeah. because you can't just watch what you see and take it for gold I know some people do um, I'm talking from someone that comes from a, a teaching background and been brought up from a teaching background really yeah. look in your community really look in um, your specific school and yes. and consult others as well um yeah and that that's it to make the right decision for your kids um in regards to this next step in the pandemic um and yeah that's all i can really say that's my thoughts on that one yeah um yeah i'm i'm very much the same uh look after yourselves please um one thing i wanted to read a quote that joe budden said on um it's Joe Bun's birthday today actually. Happy fortieth birthday to Joe Bun, my favorite artist. Yeah. Um so 
one of uh, a line he was talking about racism in America and stuff, and something he said resonated with me, and it's something that I felt my whole life. Mm. And it was, as a black man in this country, I live with you being afraid of my response to anything. And that was so powerful to me because it's so true. That because it it's it just reflects so often you just hear how people react to us saying anything. And it's something that I've taken in my personal growth as how I come across to people, how I sound. Mm. Am I raising my voice? Do I sound like I'm being aggressive? And that's always been something in the back of my mind. So yeah, that that's a quote that I wanted to share. Um, also, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Mm. Um, I want to say prayers to Jacob Blake and his family. Um, I hope his paralysis isn't permanent. Uh, still arrest the, and charge the cops that murdered Breonna Taylor, Elijah McClain. Um, yeah, man. Um, and check up on your strong friends. Bye. Unfiltered Commentary Podcast. Catch y'all later. Peace.